0: welcome everybody to another edition of the hammerlock hangover i am steve and joined as usual by my partner evil dose jeff jeff how you doing this week
1: i'm doing well how are you doing i'm i'm relishing and savoring in my big victory our big victory against the entertainment division of unpopular view and family feud
0: that's right i wish we could tell people to go watch that video but it was so scandalous we we trounced them so bad that they decided to uh pull it off the air. Sore we, loser.
1: It's seriously, it was like 374 to zero. That's, that's not right. an exaggeration.
0: We're um we're the smart. kings of 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 family feud.
1: We're smart and we're we have the pulse of pop
0: culture. I'm smart, I can do things. That's right. Uh guys, so we've got a um a jam-packed show for you today. We're gonna talk about um That WWE writer that got fired last week was a predominant uh, large part of our show. We were going back and forth, so um, we kind of knew that that was going to happen. We'll get into that. More WWE releases. We got Bully Ray talking a lot of stuff, a lot of trash. Not really trash, but, you know, he was popping off about Eddie Kingston, and there was a little skirmish between him and Tony Khan. I'll get into that. Obviously we'll review the week in wrestling and a little bit of NWA. We'll give you a teaser right now. And there's a feather, right?
1: Picture just Fred Flintstone, the entire blanket raising three feet in the air.
0: (laughs) That's right. Um, So Jeff, um, before we get into um, the story about this writer getting fired, um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, great job uh, tuning into the Hammerlock Hangover. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been doing really great numbers. Um, and uh, if you're new to the show, please make sure you leave a like and some stars and whatever it is. A great rating. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening on the Wrestling Soup Network and the Rational Rage Network. Um, we're getting a lot of good feedback, so thank you guys. And also, you can always hit us up on our Twitter, Lots of people. We're up to like 500 follows on our Twitter, so thank you very much. Um, and uh, yeah, keep growing, keep growing, everybody. So we're gonna be certified. We're gonna be certified G's, y'all.
1: <laughs> you already are.
0: Thank you, thank you. One very kid much. away.
1: One kid away. One more kid, and you get your certified G.
0: My <laughs> my certified G. My certified gray hair is what I'm about to get. Sorry, I already have it. Um, let's talk about. Um, this writer, she, last week, again, we went, we, it was ad nauseum we spoke about her and her, uh what are we going to call it? Uh, a miscue? A fuck-up? Poor judgment? Her,
1: her. her irreverence uh was taken as poor judgment, which is, are probably one and the same. She's a comedian, so irreverence comes with the territory. You have to be irreverent to be a comedian. And, you know, yeah, she, she spoke out of turn and, you know, Everybody wants to blame everyone, but I mean, at the end of the day, she barely started the job and got herself fired. So there you go. That's it. Yep. Yep. I I suggested she should be, uh, frankly, I I forgot the chronology that she got fired after we recorded. So, all right. I I still agree with
0: me. Yep. And it's unfortunate. If you want to get into the details of it, you can always listen back to our last episode entitled poor judgment. Um, yeah, it um, is unfortunate. I saw a lot of people just hitting her up on Twitter and social media. She had to block herself; like it was just crazy. Just so WWE claims to have let her go because she um, violated the the what do they call it? Like a, a marketing policy, yeah, po- communication I mean, policy.
1: And, and I speculated that that is probably part of the reason that she probably has to get all media uh, presentations or appearances pre-approved. And she didn't. And as it turns out, that's what they're saying. And I know people say, Oh, it's bullshit. Well, I speculate. So it can't be bullshit. If I could, I mean, you can't just get Roman Reigns to speak to you. He has to go through a PR department. And I'm sure that applies to every single person in that business, in that company that signs, uh, a document, and I guarantee you that everyone does, including the the clean the janitorial staff that cleans the place at night. They all have to sign NDAs and things like that because they could come across skips, um, uh, scripts or storylines or hear people in the idea room or whatever it is. I promise you, they all do, and they you, all know it.
0: You think the Hold on. by the way,
1: st- on, the, by the way were people saying how she's supposed to? She's in show business. She knows
0: this you think the janitorial staff is finding, like, scripts in the toilet?
1: I, I would. Well, if, if the stories are to believe that, they're going to find ripped up scripts all over the place and, and rewrites. But everyone, she was a comedy writer. She wrote screenplays. She knows all about non-disclosure agreements. She's had people sign them so that people didn't steal her work. So let's not pretend that she's a, a, a babe in the wo- in the woods or sheep you know, or whatever. Listen. I'm not saying she's a bad person or anything like that. I'm not saying she would have done a bad job. I'm just saying there's objective reasons for her termination. And I mean, I would have fired her too. So, uh, yeah, there, there it is.
0: I'm more concerned about the janitorial staff signing NDAs. Like, do you think like it's purposeful for them not to be like, hey, uh, Randy Orton's got the biggest logs and he never flushes? Like, do you think that's the reason? Uh, if I say yes can you move on yeah who do you think has the, who drops the biggest logs don't say Piper Niven
1: <laughs> I won't do drop
0: don't, oh no
1: <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm actually entertaining this I'm thinking that no matter who it is that Vince would have to beat them so <laughs> So even if it's like like Bronson Reed, you know, the, I mean, before it would have been like you know the Big Show or, or uh, Mark Henry, I'm sure, because they're gigantic men. But whatever it is, I'm sure that Vince will hold it in for three days, eat nothing but hamburgers for three days straight to make sure his log is is documented as bigger than somebody else's.
0: Do you think he like goes around going, you, you call that a brown snake? Let me show you how it's done.
1: No, I don't think he would use the word snake. I think he would say, I just shit out a baby horse.
0: <laughs> it only took us seven minutes to get into toilet humor fantastic that's like record for us um let's talk about uh, other uh, logs that were dropped these <laughs> more wwe releases <laughs> like that segue yeah that was perfect thank you um a uh, lot of people from nxt and that i guess area of the lower rung of talent of wwe death. 205 dead. That's right. Um, let's go through the biggest name Brizango, right? Fandango and Tyler Breeze let go. Tony Nese, Killian Dane, Marina uh, Marina Shafir, Tino Sabatelli, Aria Davari, The Sing Brothers. I know everybody's crying about The Sing Brothers. August Gray, Kurt Stallion, Arturo Ruas. I'm probably failing to name a couple other people, but that's pretty much the big list. Um, Sanjay Dutt shout-outs. also left. Sanjay Dutt quit. He, he just Said I'm out. Um, I don't know if maybe that was because he was pissed off that they just kind of waxed 205 live, and he maybe he had a big part there. I don't know. I haven't heard anything.
1: He didn't even stick around for the talent show. He would that would have cheered him up.
0: Well, we we don't we don't even know much about this talent show that everybody was supposed to like uh, try out for for the supreme leader Vince McMahon.
1: Well, they, it was mandatory. They probably signed NDAs.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. I shit bigger guys than this Johnny Gargano. That was his talent. He probably (laughs) does. Um, Any of these releases surprise you?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Arturo Ruiz surprised me because I thought they would like the legit fighter thing. And I I thought he was going to be part of Diamond Mine. And like his image was in some of the promos for Diamond Mine. I'm a little bit surprised about Shafir because Roderick Strong is still there and they're married. Um, I was surprised about Kelly and Dane too because I thought him and Drake Maverick had an enjoyable act. I mean, you know, I, I don't think there's necessarily, necessarily anything special about him, but he's he's a good hand. he's a he's an agile big guy. he looks like a pro wrestler, uh, and they had a funny little thing going. So I don't know, you get rid of, oh everize also. they got rid of three of the tag teams and uh, NXT, um, which is a little bit weird now. I'm not surprised about Everize. I just remembered Everize, which should tell you all you need to know about. How surprised I am. I mean, the running joke for themselves is that nobody knew who they were. Nobody knew their podcast. I guess it was too close to the truth. Um, (laughs) People are mostly surprised about Brizango. I'm not. I, I, you know, whatever entertainment factor they ever had never held any appeal to me, but it's been gone for a while. And you have main roster paid people on the NXT, and people are going out there, well, what do you mean, main roster? You're on NXT contracts now. No, they have 90-day non-competes. That's how you know the difference. They still were on a main roster contract. 90-day non-competes. NXT people, 30-day non-competes. So, yeah, I will go with Ruas, Dane, and a little bit just because of marriage, Shafir. Uh, and I also thought that Shafir and Ruas might be in that diamond mine thing if it was going to be an, an intergender uh, faction.
0: Yeah, I want to say I'm surprised about Brizongo. I think that they had some legs, but I mean, they were together for, what I believe is nine years in the main roster and NXT. So they had a really good run. Um, I don't think it's the last time we see Brazongo, to be quite honest with you, especially not Tyler Breeze. I think a lot of people backstage hold Tyler Breeze in high regard. So I, I have a breaking case. news for you. Oh, go ahead. Yes. They
1: were already the number sixth ranked tag team in the AWA rankings this week. Oh, they are above th two private party, Varsity Blondes, Bear Country, Chaos Project. There, are so many others. Lucha Brothers, of course, they're twenty seven. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, which, so, which,
0: which uh, version of uh, Lucha Brothers? Since you know, Pentagon is like um, the tag team whore of AEW. He just goes through partners every week.
1: All of them, all, all all combinations of the Death Triangle and all combinations of the Dark Order are already below Brazongo in the tag team rankings.
0: Yeah, wow, Brazongo! You think they? You think they they show up in AEW?
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Really? Where wow, I'm sure. Where,
1: where else are they going to go?
0: I honestly think that, like, I mean. Fandango is not going to go anywhere. I don't think he's got any any legs. I mean, he'll probably go to MLW, but Tyler, I see Tyler coming back as an agent.
1: I mean, the agents have been tossed about more than the wrestlers have, or at least equally. I wouldn't. I mean, listen, I for years I've been saying if you work for the big leagues, you work for the big leagues. But if they're tossing around people left and right, why would you go there? There's one other place right now that doesn't toss out people, at least not yet and they pay about the same or close to the same so that, that's where I would go I don't and, know I mean MLW I, I don't know that they have the budget for Brizongo. they I mean they just hired uh, EJ and and the judge uh who was one of the NXT releases from the first round um I mean but he was on an NXT basically rookie contract that's that's the MLW budget I mean, so you know, MLW, Ring of Honor, I, I don't see it. NWA, I, I'm not. I don't even think they'll be around for another 75 days. Um, I'm I'm wrong about that. I'm, that's hyperbole, hyperbole, folks. I could see maybe a stint in Impact. That seems to be a landing spot for you know for anyone. Um, so. I don't know, but yeah, I I think they're they're exactly what AAW likes. They're they're it's comedy shtick. It's yuck yucks. Tyler Breeze is an undersized guy who's thought to be a pretty good technician. They have a little act. They can change the name pretty easily and still do the exact same act. Why not? You know the they could be the model dancers or something. Who cares?
0: <laughs> model dancers. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like um, there's too many people that like Breeze backstage in wwe but we'll see um you know speaking of tag teams jeff I like Billy k too oh come on now and and
1: ruby soho
0: ruby, ruby soho yeah they really like, like, like that ruby. song do you like rancid
1: i don't know the song ruby soho i don't know rancid oh i guess sure that, I know. That,
0: that was i'm pretty sure like if i played it for you I'm not gonna do it justice by singing it, so I'm not gonna try, but um I'm sure if if you heard it, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I've heard that. I'll if, you, take that. If, if you've heard Lem, you've heard Rancid.
1: No, Lem was a breakout song. That was a huge hit. <laughs> no, it wasn't. no, it
0: wasn't. I bought it on iTunes. You bought one song, you didn't buy the whole album. Yeah, one song. Steal My Sunshine. They have more than one song? I'm sure they do, but nobody knows it. Okay, well
1: then they don't. If a tree falls in the forest, I mean rancid, no. I, no. I, I know Faster Pussycat. Does that count?
0: Oh, the one that's that's the one that uh Brittany Murphy sings. Maybe. That's Paul Oakenfold. I know that one.
1: No, that's the guy who writes Better Call Saul.
0: Mm. <laughs> no, that's, that's different.
1: Oh, you well, sure?
0: Let's talk about these WWE tag teams. Um, during the week, WWE dropped their top 50 tag teams. Um, so I thought it'd be nice to spend some time here uh, on the podcast talking about who you think, we think. Um, who are the top WWE tag teams?
1: Okay. Um, how far do you want to go? Do you want to do like top 10, top 5?
0: No, just shoot them out. Just shoot them out.
1: In no particular order, uh, and I'm going to try to think, like, you know, through present and how the modern fan thinks, because very few of the tag teams of the last 20 years would would make it to my list. I mean, my top five would be some version of Hart Foundation, British Bulldogs, Legion of Doom, uh, Steiner Brothers, probably the Brainbusters or like the wild Samoans, gonna be there, even though Atlas and Johnson were my favorite tag team growing up. Um, I there's, there's probably some others that I would put in there. I mean, how could you not like, uh, I mean, Andre the giant and, and Big John stud or Bundy and stud, uh, even though they didn't have much success, Fuji and Saito are definitely up there for me. Um, but modern, I mean, you have to put the Dudleys, you have to put the Hardy boys. I suppose Edge and Christian, I would put Team Hell No up there somewhere. I thought that team was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, the New Day has 11 championships, so they certainly deserve to be in, in the conversation. The U.S.O.S. deserve to be in the conversation. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've, I'm probably close to 15 now. So, again, that's in no particular order. Um, yeah. Did I say demolition? I mean demolition would need to be in
0: there somewhere. Yep, demolition's here. I think you've mentioned everybody. Um I think you've mentioned everybody everybody that you've mentioned is on this list. Um Fuji is here with um oh my god, what's his name? Hold on a second. Fuji is here with Tanaka. Really? Yeah, Fuji? Oh, with Tanaka? Toru Tanaka and Mr. Fuji are number eighteen.
1: Wow, that was before my time. It was Fuji and Sad. I mean, Toru Tanaka was in Hollywood by 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 that time. He was uh, a job in the the Spy Who Loved Me, and, and... he was. Um, yeah, it was Fuji and Saito for me. But okay, I mean, listen, old school is good. I mean, if you're going to go there, I mean, I guess you'd have the Moon Dogs and the Briscoe brothers. I mean, those Briscoe brothers, not not them boys. Um,
0: uh, Jack and Gerald Briscoe are here. Yep, thirty-two.
1: Yeah. Gur- Gurria and um, Martel were were a very successful tag team back in the mid to later
0: seventies. Strike Force is here.
1: Okay, Strike Force was a fun little team. They wouldn't make my top fifty, but you know, I mean, it's it's not absurd. Is Power and Glory there?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Let's see, Power and Glory. Let me see.
1: Check for, check, look for the. the um, Oh, my God. I can't. The powers of pain. I mean, I, I hope they're there. They stunned. Oh, but they, pa-
0: they look so they, good. They did look so good. I remember as a child, like they were like they were like a uh, pretty badass. Uh, I remember, no, I don't. i really
1: upset that the rogue warriors look sort of small next to them.
0: Yeah, no, they are not here. Powers of pain are not here.
1: The Twin Towers, they need to be there. They were fantastic.
0: N- natural disasters.
1: I love the natural disasters. You mocked me for this on an earlier show.
0: I did. I did. The natural disasters landed at thirty-four ahead of Jericho and the Big Show.
1: Well deserved.
0: I I think um, I think that was just they were sticking it. You said a team hell no, they ranked twenty-seven. Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Though no, that was Nikolai would come and he would sing the Russian national anthem. Sheik would have the Iranian flag there. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, I'm
0: impressed. They they landed at 26. So I. I Cake
1: and Valentine were a long-standing team. I bet they're man. on there. Somewhere.
0: No, they're not. Killer bees. Uh, killer bees. I think they are also not on this list. I the hated Quebecers. Them. The Quebecers are. I hated the killer bees too. Jumping yeah. Jim Brunzel. and. Uh, and not you know, in the not the way
1: one. you're supposed to hate somebody. I mean, they did the twin magic thing, and they didn't look anything alike.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm not sure so Money I'm, Inc
1: is on there.
0: Money Inc is here. I'm surprised the that Rockers, Money Inc. the Rockers are here. So here's the top ten. Number one is the New Day. Number two is the Hardy Boys. Three, Hard Foundation. Edge and Christian. Four, Dudley's. Five, Legion of Doom. Six, the Uso Seven.
1: I'm sure they put on there.
0: The Bushwhackers, I think, made it to. Did they, yeah, they put made
1: any it. teams that were like in WWF for like a cup of coffee, like the? Rock
0: and Roll Express and the Freebirds. Um, let me see. I don't think so. The Steiners are here. They are, but they were like in the middle. Where they go? Anything
1: lower than two is a mistake. So
0: for the Steiners, yeah, Steiner Brothers are seventeen, but the Steiner mistake. Brothers were not known for their WWE run.
1: Uh, it doesn't matter. Um APA's got to be in there.
0: APA is twenty-four. They're right behind the Blackjacks.
1: Okay. I mean, I think that's overrating the Blackjacks. That—that's strange because that's, I mean, isn't that uh, Layfield and two teams in a row? Bradshaw? Um.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I don't know if that's the original Blackjacks.
1: U- yeah, because the original Blackjacks, I think, were called the original Blackjacks, or maybe the the maybe they were called the new Blackjacks when it was Wyndham. Did they have the U.S. Express, Windham, and Rotunda?
0: No, they're not here. World's greatest tag team makes it at 37 behind Money Inc. Yeah, legit. Would you put Paul London and Brian Kendrick on the list?
1: No, but I would never like wrestlers
0: like that. 39. Nasty Boys, that's a good one, right? Hated
1: the Nasty Boys, every second of them, but, I mean, they had success. The only team I hated more than the Nasty Boys, well, two, of that era was Public Enemy and the Insane Clown Posse.
0: Yeah, they were They were all the same type of... And, and what about PG-13? Or was it... Uh, was it PG-13? No. It was... Oh, my God. What were they? They were... Um, it wasn't PG-13. It was something else. What was their goddamn name? I can't remember.
1: I mean, I, I would prefer the, the Midian and, and Viscera to, <laughs> to those guys.
0: Yeah, no, they did not make the list. Batista and Ric Flair ahead of the Head Shrinkers.
1: Yeah, I'm not feeling that. Batista and Ric Flair now,
0: now the Quebecers. All.
1: Sure, the the Quebec the Quebecers were a big team, and they the people hated the Quebecers.
0: Yeah, um, too cool.
1: Not my cup of tea. It was funny when they danced with Rikishi, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't put them in there, but I could see why WWE would put them in there.
0: Yeah. They're at number 49 ahead of the Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers rounded out the list at 50.
1: Yeah. Well, if they're gonna make the list fifty is where they should be. I they wouldn't be in mine either. I mean, they were like hacksaw Jim Doug, and they were annoying faces that I,
0: I never liked. Shock. I'd like to I'd like to get your opinion on this one. DIY. Chiampa and Gargano.
1: Um, no, I, I'm not even considering NXT teams in the top 50, so no, they wouldn't make it in, and neither would any undisputed era combination.
0: I'm interested that, uh, John Morrison makes this list twice, one as Eminem on, at 42, and then Morrison and The Miz at 29.
1: Morrison The Miz has done nothing. They're Are they talking of, about now Morrison and Miz? I- guess so Because isn't no. eminem morrison and miz from like 2006 or whatever it was
0: no morrison tagged up with another guy was it, it wasn't mercury? the Mercury. Main...
1: was it yes. johnny mercury yes or joey joey mercury i'm sorry um if it's the old morrison and miz not the not the current incarnate incarnation i mean they wouldn't make my list but i could see it neither would eminem i mean i would put um hurricane and and rosie ahead of ahead of them
0: oh wow yeah. or the
1: hollies because they were at least fun
0: Yeah, I can never take um, these lists too seriously because I feel like they're always like set up to cause some controversy. The number one team is the New Day, which I think makes sense. Yeah, I mean,
1: they're they're always going to tilt towards the modern, and you're right. They're always there to cause controversy or discussion, and that's what they're doing. Mission accomplished.
0: Yeah, they did they I think this list is legit. Like it it's solid. I don't, I wouldn't argue it. Would you put the Valiant Brothers ahead of the Mega Powers?
1: No, I wouldn't. I mean, the Valiant Brothers is a deep cut. Um the Mega Powers were very short, but I mean, that's one of the top 5 stories in wrestling
0: history. Yeah, the the Mega Powers doesn't make it until 13
1: we're only a team for like a year if that so i mean it makes sense it's just they were the mega powers i mean they were they were huge i i don't think i would have put them in but i wouldn't put the valiant brothers in either i mean i'm not sure they'd be in my top hundred because they were such, such a short-lived team i mean the it's mega like powers. Doom, yeah it's like doom was one of my favorite teams and i know they were never in wwe as a team but they wouldn't make it to my top 50 because they were only a team for like 18 months
0: hmm Mm-hmm. It was a glorious
1: 18 months, but still.
0: Shield makes it on the list, 22. Would Not you put yet. the would you put Undisputed Era ahead of the Shield?
1: No, no, no NXT team would make it into my top 50.
0: Wow. Impressive. Los Guerreros are here? I agree with that one. The Bar? What are your thoughts on The Bar? Cesaro and Sheamus.
1: Yeah, I would have forgotten about them, but yeah, no, they definitely deserve a solid
0: team. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, they got a lot of, uh, you know, they put down the Bludgeon Brothers at thirty one, but no, but those two guys as a tag team were really good. You've got, um, oh my God, Redbeard Beard and uh, Rowan and, Brody.
1: and yeah, Rowan and Harper.
0: Thank you, Rowan and Harper. They they should have wrote them down as Rowan and Harper, but. They put down the Bludgeon Brothers.
1: I mean, as the Bludgeon Brothers, they were barely together. I mean, and as the Wyatt family, it wasn't always them as a team. So, no, I'm not I'm not feeling that one at all.
0: Oh, wow. All right. I think it's a really good list. I think – I mean – And shame this one.
1: on them if they're going to put the Bludgeon Brothers on there and Eric Rowan isn't re-signed.
0: Yeah. I mean, but they don't have anything – what about, oh, this one we didn't talk about, The Smoking Guns.
1: I could go with The Smoking Guns. I could even go with Chuck and Billy.
0: Oh, you know who's not on this list is, is, let me see. I got to double check this because I think this is crazy. We don't have um um Billy Gunn and um
1: DX isn't on
0: there. Yeah. Oh, New Age Outlaws is number eight. Sorry. Yeah, I was about New to Age say. Outlaws
1: is definitely on there.
0: Yeah, New Age Outlaws is eight. Yeah, but yeah, no. This is a really I solid mean, list. Number one is in Triple H and Shawn Michaels. No, but they, uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H twenty one. Okay. Blackjack. Ahead of the Shield, ahead of the Shield, ahead of the Blackjacks, ahead of APA. Team Hell no.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. British Bulldog and Owen Hart.
1: They always felt like the Bulldogs liked to me, but yeah, definitely top fifty, but uh, not ahead of the Bulldogs for me.
0: And you're talking when you say the Bulldogs, you're talking about Dynamite Kid, right?
1: Dynamite Kid. I yep. mean, I I preferred wasn't it Owen Hart and Yokozuna. They were they were a more fun team.
0: Oh, they were. What did they call themselves? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Were they just them? Yeah, they were. The Bonds Street Profits makes it at 33. No. Oh, Maybe you would have. One put day, that? but not now. Yeah, that's true. They're just bigging them up.
1: I mean, Montez Ford just had surgery. It's supposed to be minor, but I mean, they've been on the main roster for what, two years? I mean, they've had a very successful two years.
0: Yeah, this list doesn't seem to be as controversial as the. I think they had like a previous top women's list and they left off. Um, what's her name? Uh, The one that... um, (laughs) It's fucking ironic that I can't can't remember her name. No, not Mickey James. They left off um, The Undertaker's wife. Michelle McCool? Yeah. What business does she have being on any list? Oh, well, she said that she had some business being on the list.
1: She married The Undertaker. Good.
0: Oh, oof. Yep, that's it. That is it. Any other uh, tag teams... Other than that were not, I mean, the brain busters are not on the list. I'm surprised.
1: They're not. Yeah, well, that's no, nope. cool, right. Um, I don't know. I mean, there were, there were a lot of teams that didn't really feel like teams. Like when you had Piper with Orndorff and Orton, like they were always in the mix of things, but you never knew yes. who, was the, who was the team. So there, there was a lot of nonsense like that. I mean, you had Coco Beware and Owen Hart. The oh, yes. The High team. energy. Yeah, I couldn't stand them, but I'm sure that they would be on the list. I mean, they're they're like Strike Force and Power and Glory, like a bunch of teams like that that all fit in the same category. I don't know. I, I'm sure if we think about it, I mean, Kane was in a million tag teams,
0: right? Kane and, Kane and X-Pac are on the list.
1: I mean, are the rated R, KO, are they on there?
0: Oh, that's a good one. I think they are. Let me see. Let me double check this because I mean, the pretty Radicals. Pretty cool. No, the radicals are not on the list. Rated RKO is forty. Okay. They put Paul London and Brian Kendrick ahead of Rated RKO.
1: I I don't understand that one bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rock and sock connection. They're, yeah, I mean that, they're that's high in a- the list.
1: Yeah, that was like sort of the first mashup team, and they they haven't stopped with mashup teams since. As a matter of fact, Rock and Sock Connection is probably the first mashup team where they decided, hey, we can just do this, and we don't need real teams anymore.
0: But didn't the Mega Powers fit that bill?
1: Sort of, but that was like a giant story, but it wasn't just sort of a mashup story. Like, like everything, like half of these teams we're talking about, the the rated RKO, Hell No, uh, Kane and X-Pac. All, all of these were mashup teams. Uh, Jeric, the Jericho, all these were mashup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, me growing up with wrestling in the 70s and 80s, you had teams that were teams. I mean, you had the Road Wars. There was, I mean, once they split up, it was it, nothing was even close to the same. You had the British Bulldogs. You had the, I mean, I never understood why they split up Bret Hart. In hindsight, that looks ridiculous, of course. But, um, but you just had teams like the rock and roll express, the midnight express you had teams that were just teams forever. That was, that was the act. They were a team. They weren't, they weren't solo people. I never understood why they tried to make people solo stars. Um, Then there were mashup teams that worked for me, but apparently not for the rest of the universe, like uh, um, Terry Gordy and Dr. Steve Williams. Mm
0: -hmm. If let's, let's play a little game here. If WCW and slash NWA, had the same list. I would say Road Warriors is one,
1: right? Yeah, road. Well, it's either them or rock and roll. But yeah, Road Warriors should be number one. Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, are
0: you know all in the top five. All right. So who else do you think belongs on that list? Freebirds, in no, par- in no particular order. Yeah, Freebirds is good. Yeah,
1: Von Erichs. There yep. were so many little. Te- I put the Steiner brothers in there. I put the oh, without a doubt. In there uh the u.s express was big i put harlem heat in there i was
0: Um, about to say harlem heat needs to be there yeah
1: for sure uh they never did anything but i love the faces of fear see you know footnote to powers of pain um (laughs) (laughs) um, the russians the uh not the mega powers the superpowers when it was dusty and nikita Uh uh-huh dusty and manny fernandez the raging bull awesome team
0: um, I feel like Barry Windham was in like a lot of tag teams. Well, he was in
1: the Horsemen. He was in, and he was also in the U S express. That was him in Rotunda. I mean, that was a, right. that was a big get by WWE, like in 84, nobody thought that, or 82. Nobody thought that those guys were ever leaving the territories.
0: Where would you put the outsiders? They've got to be top 10, right?
1: Yeah, I guess they have to, I mean, as far as importance is concerned.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but they, they weren't really together for a long time. Like, they just had that one one match where Hogan came out, and that was it, really. Then they split they, him up as Hall and Nash. I,
1: I, but I think Hall and Nash had tag team gold a few times. I think they had more than one run. I mean, I'd put Doom in there, I mean, by by that rule. Um, Doom is an old favorite of mine, obviously. But they were, like, all these things, sure. like, the fabulous ones. They were, like, five different versions of the Hollywood blondes. You had the enforcers, Arn Anderson, Larry Zabisco. Um, all these different giant Paul Jones army teams, or number one Paul Jones. Like you'd have a TG, TG Khan and the Tenchi Khan and and the Barbarian, <laughs> just all these monsters.
0: Um, the Outsiders won the. WCW World Tag Team Championships six times. Wow! Yeah,
1: that's a, I mean, the Nasty Boys would have to be put in there just Nasty Boys just because they were around. So, I mean, I hated Public Enemy, but they were there for a while as teams. Um, who else? Uh, you know, there was uh, various versions of the LWO. There was Ravens Flock.
0: Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, Midnight. Ex- oh, the, how did we forget this one? Hollywood Blondes.
1: I didn't. I just said there were four versions of the Hollywood Blondes. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I mean, mine Stink. was the Hollywood John Tatum and the Hustler with Rogers is my favorite Hollywood Blondes. Yeah,
0: I, I'm. I, I'm particular to Austin and Pillman only because. I know. That's one That's when I started watching. Yeah, then they were part of the Dangerous Alliance. That's right. What about uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew?
1: Oh yeah, solid, definitely. So I sort, of, I sort of fold them into the Horsemen, but they they actually predate. And, I mean, Oli and Arn predate the Horsemen also, but also before it was Gene and Oli.
0: Yep. What about Sting and Lex Luger?
1: Uh, it's top yeah. 50? Yes. Let
0: me see who else. Um... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just googling the a list and some people have brought up their own what about pretty wonderful Paul Roma and uh, Paul Orndorff? no um southern boys Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers
1: no didn't didn't like them didn't um I, I really never really liked any of the Armstrongs um
0: mm, 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 I like Scott Norton
1: and buff Bagloub Badwell.
0: Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. What about let me see, there's um Palumbo and O'Hare.
1: Yeah, I like them. I like the yeah. The new blood or whatever they call themselves.
0: Let me see. What do they call themselves? Nope. I can't see it here. Oh, oh no. I can't see it. Uh Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio.
1: Just not a team I'd be into. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You don't like those little guys.
1: Yeah. Mysterio and Guerrero was, was good for a bit.
0: I didn't know that these guys were a tag team. Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas? I don't know. I, that.
1: That, I, I'm i pretty sure that I was that season of Dallas that was a dream.
0: Yeah. Samoan SWAT team.
1: I mean, weren't that the same guys as men on a mission?
0: Um no, it's Fatu and Samu. Oh. Hmm.
1: I don't know. Every, everyone paled in comparison with the wild Samoans to me.
0: Yeah. When you come to the to when you look at these lists like side by side, like WWE has had a long list of prolific tag teams.
1: Well, I mean for one they were the biggest territory and they have the longest history. I mean the territories were the territories, so a lot of the teams got broken up because people would just sort of walk out and leave and go to another, and, and you know, and they get into fights or get arrested, and so the promoter would send them to Portland or something until the heat calmed down or whatever. Um,
0: let yeah. me ask you. Th- hmm? Let me ask you this: This is going to be controversial because you don't like the small guys. Uh-huh. If you were to combine greatest tag teams of all time, all feds all organizations, where do you rank the Young Bucks? Top 10, top 20, top 50, top 100?
1: If you ask about the most influential, they're probably in the top 10. If you're asking about favorite or best tag teams, they wouldn't be in my top 50. They'd make it into the top 100.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh,
1: Probably around 60 or so. Yeah,
0: all right. I mean,
1: you can't diminish what they've done, you know, what what they've accomplished.
0: Agreed. I mean, it's very impressive that they've been able to get as over as they have and not step foot in WWE. Yeah. And also tell them no. Like, they've tried to get signed them multiple times, and they've told them no. Many a time.
1: Like, we're not going to play Sun City.
0: (laughs) That's right all right and even van zandt anything <laughs> or what was that show that he's on little hammer well it was on the front yeah lily hammer oh, off. that's right so bad i feel like we've talked about this before
1: it never gets old me bitching <laughs> about things never gets old
0: oh no never 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 um all right greatest anything else to cover on greatest tag teams no nah, man, we can we can move on over to like you know like some some exciting though
1: a guy who was in a number of tag teams Delwick Wilkes, he was the Trooper most people probably know him as the Patriot um, he also played the Spoiler for a bit um, he's he died today at age fifty nine he that's is the guy right. that if you remember famously said that he was taking one hundred and eighty pain pills a day holy Christ
0: I forgot that he said that yeah that's a shame I mean, that's wild. It,
1: it's still unbelievable i mean if 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 that's even close to true it's amazing he lived that long but yeah rest rest in peace i i hope his last few years were didn't require 180 pain pills a day
0: yeah agreed oh man well see you later see you on the other side uh del wilkes um let's while we're on wwe let's talk about uh some of the latest stuff that's been going on with wwe let's talk about SmackDown, the biggest thing that happened in the recent episode of WWE SmackDown is Edge is back. Are you excited to see Edge? I mean,
1: I'm glad Edge is back. We knew he was coming back, but I have complained about this a million times, and I'm going to complain about it again. I hate how WWE title challengers just seem to explode on the air and you know if you want a title shot you attack someone from behind or ambush them. Now I understand that that's a wrestling trope, but it's not the only wrestling trope. And here it is again, Edge, you know, lost his title match and now he, you know, comes in and ambushes and now he he's getting a title shot right right away. Now, rumor has it that, you know, Rollins will probably ruin that for him and they're going to face each other at SummerSlam, but still, um But am I excited to see Edge back? Excited, no. But am I glad to see another person back? I mean, it doesn't make sense how he was totally healed before. Now all of a sudden he's a face. But I guess he's Edge. He can do whatever he wants. He's like Jericho. He can can do whatever he wants.
0: I like that they're feeding all these legends to Roman Reigns just to big him up for when they start going on tour. I'm very intrigued to see what is the – the reaction the fan reaction to roman reigns do they boo him do they cheer him i'm very interested to see what that's all about oh well, um, ask
1: is if the guy wins a couple matches before he gets a title shot just just
0: just like two oh, or three. you mean edge yes um you know but didn't he pin wasn't he like the second man in the sandwich at wrestlemania didn't he pin daniel bryan or was no. it the other way around i can't remember
1: oh no roman pin, i don't know it doesn't matter um, it was interesting that Jimmy <laughs> was playing Jay,
0: but who could tell the difference?
1: I can tell the difference. The hair is different now.
0: <laughs> it's just like the Young Bucks. You know, they came out with these uh, old seventies style stashes, and then I asked myself, how, "How? When did Peter Avalon join the Young Bucks?" <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, what it looked like is that Al Snow said, "Boys, you both really small, but I got you into this business now. So now you're going to be a tag team." It's <laughs> like Al Snow's kids, like with his uh, the handlebar muscles. Yes, they like, they absolutely look like porn guys. But do you really want me to start singing Skid Row again?
0: No, please, no, please stop.
1: No. I mean, Young Bucks, Youth Gone Wild. It it basically writes itself. I did it on the skirmish yesterday. So
0: I know. No, nobody wants. How do you to know? know it
1: hasn't been released yet?
0: Uh just because I know. I know I know your voice. I know your singing chops. It's true. Um, you
1: probably, yeah. You probably you probably would have heard it by now. Big E won his way into the money in the bank. So that that I mean that's interesting. Aside from that, aside from Edge, SmackDown was very much a rerun this week. And by the way, the you know, the, the viewership saw that they're they're back under two million, though I mean not a terrible number, one point nine seven six after the uh, full tally came in.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this about um, this rumor that uh, you know, there's they're talking about. You know, there's going to be a draft after SummerSlam, right? And that it's going to shake things up. Raw is going to get shaken up. SmackDown is going to get shaken up. And one of the things that has been in the news lately um, is this rumor that Biggie is going to go back to go back to Raw, reunite with a New Day, but not really reunite with them. And Make a run at Lashley. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I'm fine with it. I mean, I don't want Lashley ever to lose the title. I want him to get it until he fully vets, vests in Social Security. I said that many times, but I'm fine with it. I But I, you know, I mean, obviously the only reason would be to have him win the title, which I mean, I guess it's fine. Um, you know, because they obviously want to keep Roman strong. And, and I do get that. I don't think Lashley is far behind Roman, especially if you you know, build the Hurt business back up again. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I don't have any issue with it. I, I mean, I think the New Day feels a little bit barren, and even if they're not together together, they can still watch each other's back. I mean, I just, I think that WWE will fall into the trap of putting them back together one way or another. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I mean, they were a pretty good act together, but I don't know. I'm agnostic I think, I think I don't think Big E needs them. I don't necessarily think that Raw needs them. I mean, what they should do as a company is stop, you know, hot title matches. And when you have something like Hell in a Cell, it should end the feuds. You shouldn't have Bailey still feuding with Bianca and Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn still feuding. I mean, these things should end. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's dumb. And, and, you know, now you have Big E back with Apollo. I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, What's what what's wrong with going after the Intercontinental
0: Championship? I guess there's nothing wrong with it, but if he's going to lose, I mean, I don't want to see it again. True. So if he wins it, he can't be going to WWE unless you know he takes the Intercontinental title with him to Raw, and then the US title comes over to SmackDown, which wow. wouldn't be the first time that we've seen like title swaps like that.
1: True. Yeah, I mean, you have GM shifts, or it could just be a rule change if that happens, that the title moves title moves with the title holder to the other brand automatically. But I mean, he could win it and then lose it back to Apollo. It's not that big a deal and switch him. I mean, but if the, if the draft is going to be in SummerSlam, that would be a hot potato and that sort of suck. But I mean, you do have the seven foot, you know, guy carrying a giant spear with a giant iron ball on the bottom of it. That, <laughs> I mean, it gives him a pretty good excuse to lose and not look weak.
0: This is true. This is true. Um, I also think that if they're trying to milk as much um, juice, I guess, out of this New Day versus Lashley thing right now, so it kind of does make sense that if if Lashley defeats Kofi, defeats Xavier, that they need to lean on Big E to kind of revenge them, right? Or avenge them.
1: Avenge them, yeah. I mean, it would make more sense... If Kofi is turning heel and he leaves Xavier, that Big E is coming to sort of help his friend, you know, the, mm-hmm. the come to the sideline, or is he? Um, oh, that'd be interesting. That's that's too interesting for WWE. Of course, he is. Um, again, I'm fine with it e- either way. I, th- I think it's fine. I think either way is a good spot. If he's if he's you know in the Intercontinental mix, that's a good spot. If he's in the the Universal title. Mix that's a good thing, even if he doesn't win. I mean, I don't know what this is about WWE, and if you don't win the title, you're you're junk. I mean, is anyone right now saying that wasn't before me? I'm looking at me right now saying the Jungle Boy is junk because he lost. Is anyone saying that Orange Cassidy is junk because he lost? No, they're all like these guys are great, they're overstars. So if Big E lost to Roman, he'd be junk, he'd be buried. No, he'd still be an overstar. He'd be losing to the most dominant guy
0: who's got the Usos in this corner and probably by then big thumper or Bronson Reed. I I just don't buy into Bronson Reed. I uh, Big thumper. This guy. This I hope they get, look, All he needs to
1: be is a distraction. He doesn't need to do ah. anything except trip the guy from the outside. Oh, all he has to do is go like this.
0: This guy reminds me of Typhoon. It's just awful. Just awful build. You're awful. Build, all, You're awful. all of it. Typhoon rocks. You're out of your mind. You're the True. only one that's not these,
1: these things are not mutually exclusive. I can be out of my mind and Typhoon can rock.
0: Tugboat, Tugboat, Tugboat. sucked. No, Tugboat was good because he was Hulk Hogan's buddy.
1: You're, you're Hulk cool. Hogan's buddy.
0: And then he turned on Hogan.
1: But not good Hulk Hogan then. You're Hulk Hogan's buddy now. <laughs> you're having sex parties with uh, it's, it's, podcasters' it's, wives and stuff.
0: My God, what was I going to say to you? What? Oh, you were you you mentioned uh Jungle Boy um taking L's. Listen, as long as he is playing grab ass with Anna J, the guy the guy Excuse is me. winning in my book.
1: Excuse me. Name change. Anna Jane. Anna- <laughs> oh, <Tarzan laughs> that's how you're. Him.
0: That's how you're booking him. Anna is Jane. he now that he's been playing grab ass with Anna J or Anna Jane? Is he Jungle Man?
1: He best be Jungle Man by now, or somebody's gonna take Anna Jane from him. Uh, all they need Ooh. to do is put uh, little Marco in a Chaka suit from Land of the Lost.
2: <laughs> oh, <Maybe
1: Chita. laughs> listen, listen, if Jungle Man turns heel and and they take over the Dark Order together, I I, I will I will change my view on a lot of things.
0: I'd I'd buy I'd cosign. I'd buy Marco's um, Marco stunt in a chaka suit.
1: The jungle is a dark and dangerous place.
0: You can have nice. Jungle...
1: You a can loyal have, dinosaur. Seal doesn't matter.
0: You can have Marco Stunt in a Chaka suit and then have him fight Luchasaurus. I mean, imagine
1: the hijinks you could have between John Silver and, and Chaka. Chaka Stunt.
0: <laughs> Chaka Stunt. I wonder if they own that gimmick. Chaka? You know, being... No, being... Yeah, the whole thing. Like, being that that's Warner Brothers... Is it Warner Brothers? Is it the, I don't know. the
1: lost in the Warner Brothers uh, universe? I'm sure. Listen, know. Tony Khan can buy it. it but the, the, the land of the lost rights has to be less than <laughs> the, the Baltimore, Baltimore's <laughs> Jungle Boy song <laughs> or, oh. or, or wild thing that they use three times. And then Moxley goes off on paternity leave.
0: That's right. Well, people claim that it's paternity, but there still has been zero pictures of him holding this baby. Right,
1: right.
0: Nicaraguan retreat leave. I'm telling you, how how come is it? How is it that Brandy gives birth last week, right? Mm-hmm. And already we see uh, Cody holding the baby with Brandy in People Magazine. Hold on a second. That's because that
1: was the first interracial baby of all time,
0: <laughs> and we don't see this Moxley baby. The Moxley, Moxley baby with, did not save the world.
1: Moxley with the baby. I mean, when Cody's child was born, they raised it like in the Lion King, and, and everybody came to give praise and shout, Rejoice, rejoice.
0: Do you think like you could see Dusty's face in the clouds? Absolutely. He's like, I'm real proud of you, baby.
1: Dusty, Jesus, Muhammad, Moses, Buddha. They're, they're all right there. Kali, the great Kali. Um, <laughs> the
0: great Kali. Giving a thumbs up. B- B-
1: Bodivasta. I mean, they're all they're all there. Zeus, everyone's there. They're all like, finally, they're they're holding that coexist uh, bumper sticker, except it's it's lining the whole sky. Yeah.
0: Odin yeah. is Odin, Odin. there? One eyed Odin? They're
1: all father. They're all there. But as I grew back, it's it's, it's yeah. so powerful. <laughs> Osiris and Ra there. You know, then Osiris is like, I don't feel like killing my brother anymore. Oh, cool. <laughs> satan's like huh, you know what dad i'm sorry i've been a bad boy these last forty thousand years or so i didn't mean it don't worry it. son come here let's hug it out
0: yeah all
1: all is peace yeah. now what does moxley and renee have basic white kid
0: oh <laughs> yeah. Can- and, and canadian basic and half canadian
1: half canadian
0: yeah, he's Canadian. No, he's. Uh, who knows? He's Listen, from who, Ohio. He's from Ohio, but I'm pretty sure, like the United States, has disowned him. <laughs> All right, I'm well. pretty sure they're like, no, 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 we don't claim him. We don't claim Moxley. This guy let somebody else steal his title, and then the guy didn't go after him. No. Yeah. that's Moxley. Well,
1: I mean, you know it's the aw title it's not that important
0: <laughs> all right let's segue into aw what'd you think of the latest episode of dynamite oh, sorry wwe dynamite
1: okay i liked the saturday night episode of dynamite quite a bit not everything about it, it wasn't perfect but uh but i found it to be an enjoyable show the dynamite that aired last night we're recording thursday uh, july 1st um Not as much, but still heads and tails better than the three Friday shows, which were horrendous. It was okay. It it, it was fine. I mean, um,
0: it was fine.
1: (laughs) Well, well, listen, it's better than SmackDown, which was a a rerun with, you know, basically one highlight. Um, I, I actually enjoyed most of the wrestling shows this week. I liked Dynamite on Saturday. I liked Raw on Monday, all three hours. Not everything, but I liked Raw. I liked NXT, and I like Dynamite. they are parts of... Anything with Hardy, family, office, I don't like. So let's just get that out of the way. And that woman's match was atrocious. And oh, whatever's oh, going yeah. on with, with Andrade is stupid. Um, but the rest of the show I basically liked. Even the Dark Order stuff, as dopey as it was, I
0: liked because...
2: Evil Uno talks like Kermit the Frog, and now I can do an Evil Uno impersonation.
0: Oh my God, Evil Uno is on the podcast. You never told me you booked Evil Uno.
2: Yes, my Twitch stream is going live. Who wants to play all about Red Dead Redemption with me? Come on, buddies! I'm evil.
0: <laughs> wow, man, Jeff, we really, we really booked a good one. We we hooked a fish.
1: That's right. We get we we get the biggest stars here. We didn't. We're so big, we didn't even need to advertise that we have evil owner. Oh,
2: come on, guys! I could have promoted for you. It's hammer hangover. You know what that means. <laughs>
0: We should just record like a voiceover of you doing this, and you just Stu Grayson is
2: here too. Can't you? Can't you hear him? Stu, <laughs> yes. that's, that's a... rude. Say hello.
0: <laughs> oh, is that Stu Grayson or Slingblade?
2: That's Stu Grayson. Slingblade is. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> oh, there's a difference. I can tell. Yes. Wow, we're You're just right, jam... Jeff. He really is dumb.
1: I didn't oh say that. God. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Stu, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Damn it.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. Who knew that the Dark Order uh, was gonna be on our show? This is crazy. Yeah, no, not you, Colt. Get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, poor Colt Cabana. Oh no. You you're on enough podcasts, Colt. Get out of here.
1: My favorite part of AEW in a bit of sarcasm was Adam Page. You guys don't get to talk to me. What are you doing? I don't want that match. I'm not scared. No, hangman. We don't think you're scared of Kenny Omega. We think you're scared of failure. You can do it. Yeah. Whatever happens, win or lose, we got your back. When my arm was hurt, you had my back. Yeah, Kenny. Yeah, Adam.
0: Last week when I lost, you said I wasn't a loser, and you cheered me. Oh, Adam. This was so stupid. Like I can understand. Like okay, redemption storyline. The the kickass. Uh, Cowboy falls on uh, falls from grace, picks himself back up. Great, tell that story. This just turned in in a span of a week. This turned into Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. How the fuck did they fuck this up, Jeff? I, I don't know why Hangman Page
1: wouldn't believe himself. I mean, I know that was a story sort of when Omega and uh, Hangman broke up as tag team champions or after they lost the belts, after having like a seven month title reign um, and drinking. But I thought that he was sort of over it, but now they're back to that. that he's still drinking, which I still don't really get. You no, know, I don't understand. It's not really seven. The It's it's more like, like the bad news bears or like major league. It's like lovable losers. And they're trying to, but the losers are trying to coach the one guy who's a winner. up. It's, it's like, a it's like a movie where there's like a bunch of ugly kids and like some really good looking kid, be, you know, likes Dungeons and Dragons. So he's falls in with the loser crowd and they have to like coach him up and convince him that he's good looking. And like the, the the cheerleaders, you know, captain of the cheerleaders would dig him because he's good. looking he just doesn't realize it because he hangs out with a bunch of losers. But we're not losers. We like each other. As long as we like each other, we're winners and you're a winner, too.
0: So you're saying it's pretty in pink. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty in pink, right?
1: Yeah, it's that's exactly
0: right. Yeah, the Dark Order is ducky. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. That I, I just John watched... Hocko
1: should, should direct it. It'd be better.
0: <laughs> You're absolutely right. I think that if you watch back those tag team matches, though, Omega is clearly the weak link. Like he stops giving a fuck. He stopped. He's he's turning on his his partner. Like I don't understand where they're rewriting history as like hangman was the weak link when hangman most got most of the pins and won the matches
1: i i, I don't understand the story the only thing that was missing from the segment was them all singing that's what friends are for
0: <laughs> oh that's coming i feel that's coming that oh, wind beneath my wings
1: no well, that's what you friends are,
0: are the wind beneath my wings no that that's, that's what happens
1: it. when he gets his confidence that's his solo
0: that's his solo <laughs> I don't know. I just need this shit to be over. Like, I love that the AEW fans are just like, I love this long term booking, but it's like enough. This is like two years in the making. Fuck. All right. Like, listen, how many people died during COVID and didn't see the ending of this? Like, come on. (laughs) Like,
1: this is fucked up. Died of old age, not seeing the ending of it. No, I mean. it's a fine line between long-term booking and being in the same company and not forgetting everything that happened along the way. Um, But I mean, if it was a cohesive story, he wouldn't still be having this self doubt. I mean, if if he had the self doubt, why would he be, do have a few with Brian cage and fight powerhouse Hobbs to, to get ranked? Why, why wouldn't he just like say you guys fight? I'll be the new evil. Uno. you guys fight. I'll be like the manager spokesman. It's cool. I'll I'll just, I'll just hang on here with my whiskey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He was supposed to be this badass cowboy and it's like now he lost his way. Come on now. Like
1: I, I I will tell you that I would I mean, I don't I think it's too soon to do this. I know how it's done, but nothing's too soon or too wacky for AEW not to try it. So a double turn where he turns, he'll somehow omega turn space before he takes some time off. And Adam Page goes totally LA Knight, DiBiase on all of the Dark Order and knocks them all the fuck out.
0: I'd love it. And a I'd low blow on,
1: on Evil Jr.
0: Oh, love it. Love it.
1: Did you notice how your favorite guy, Penta's interpreter, is now with Penta when he's a face, but he was also with
0: Andrade now? I'm not I'm not uh, keeping up to tabs with, what is it, Al- Alex Abrahentis? Mm-hmm. I'm not keeping up to tabs with him. He's all over the place. Yeah, I can't but- keep track of him.
1: That's weird. For a guy who was about to lose his job, he just he just doubled his work rate.
0: Or his last name. I can't keep up with his last name either. <laughs> well, uh, I...
1: If so you many know, vowels.
0: Yeah, and and, and you're a Colombian. I know. I swear, like, he's that that he's got to be part Greek because his last name ends in an S. And all Greek people, their last name ends in an S. It's factually proven. Go ahead and think about it, Jeff.
1: I am thinking about it. You know that I am.
0: There you go. Socrates ends with an S. Plato's. Nike. Nikes. Plato. Aristotle. Aristotle's. Alexander. Alexander's.
1: <laughs> Alexanderus.
0: <laughs> there you go. Socrates. Oh, I already said. Socrates. 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 <laughs> Socrates. <laughs> that that would have been
1: um, a, that would have been a good tag team, Socrates, as opposed as was so cool. Socrates.
0: Oh, don't give Tony Khan any ideas. Yeah. That could be Brazongo's new gimmick. I was about to say that. See, look, we're working. Uh-huh. We're having a mind meld that we're we're thinking like.
1: Okay, did you catch it during the Young Bucks match where, by the way, they lost and and Penta and Kingston are getting a title shot next week, which is great. Then Kingston just lose a, a tag team title shot with Moxie like a month and a half ago, but now he's right back in it with a different partner. Um, <laughs> but that that's the point. The, that apparently Mick Jackson at some point was making fun of, or was like doing a Macho Man Randy Savage impersonation, and Taz said, "You better watch out, or Lanny Poffo is going to come up here and knock them both out." Talking about La Sicaria's dear friend Lanny Poffo, not mine, but La Sicaria's dear friend.
0: That's right. You better watch your back.
1: I believe me, I do. You know, he's learning lessons down there. I know that. By the way, Penta's Joker face paint sucks. His face paint before was awesome. It was top five like in the history of face paint wrestling, period. Mm-hmm. Now it's like it just looks like he's got white face paint and he doesn't, and like he's like, you know, like a heroin addict who's, who kisses sloppily with his lipstick all over his face, like a cheap whore.
0: <laughs> you say that just like, uh, what's his name? Ron Burgundy.
1: Just, just like Tony Schiavone saying they look like a bunch of. Pon- Porn sauce, yeah. Well, Ron Burgundy is very much a hero to me.
0: He's a hero to everybody. He should be. Absolutely. Stay Stay classy. classy. Stay classy. There you go. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. What? (laughs) Go fuck yourself, AEW. (laughs) JR practically should have just said that instead of WWE Dynamite at the end. First off, there's this fucking heartfelt video package at the end of this fucking show. To the town of Jacksonville. Yeah, can we take a break to
1: acknowledge that this would be fine if the building was shutting down? You know, it was like Fenway Park's; like it was their last appearance there forever. They're going to be back there in a month, and they were there voluntarily, involuntarily, because of COVID, and it's free rent. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) and this was a perfectly nice venue. I mean, it, it was so silly, but you know what? I was thankful because you know what? The first thing I thought, first I saw there was still five minutes left. I'm like. Did they, like, end too soon? Or who can possibly be running in now? And then I saw Cody, you know, that that black-and-white backdrop, like the comedian where the back of the stage backlighting to an empty audience. I'm like, oh, no, it's his birthday. We're going to get a birthday celebration. (laughs) So when it was a tribute to Jacksonville, I was relieved. Now, it's goofy, uh, but it could have been worse. That's all I'm saying. It could have
0: been worse. That's the only tribute to Jacksonville that they should ever get. Like, oh. And then I love that that, – even after the the tribute they couldn't even get the chant right like half of them half-heartedly were like a e w a e w half of them were asleep and i think the other half were probably passed out because you know it's nothing three, good to do all, all three halves all three halves <laughs> you know jacksonville doesn't know how to count so or you <laughs> <laughs> listen new math it was it was by osmosis I, I just lost my mentality I've lost all all intellect talking about Jacksonville okay and then obviously jr uh, calls it WWE dynamite
1: yeah that was great and the only the only thing that's bad about it is that I don't get to talk about what he said on Saturday like when he said you're gonna you need a lot of testicles for that I mean what, <laughs> what <is this? laughs> I mean, so he's he's really singing his way out of town I it's been a while since he's worked for WWE. He gets paid by this one company quite handsomely. I mean, it's not a lot
0: to remember. I don't know, dude. I mean Be honest, Jeff. You you think he's on he he's on Vince McMahon's dime.
1: <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I know what it's like getting old. Um, you know, things- But he
0: doesn't Jeff, but he doesn't make these mistakes on his podcast. He's. He sounds so like. Here's where I I'm starting to think. Well, how do you know? A, because I listen to him. But it's not live. Yeah, but he sounds like he's with it. Like it doesn't. He, he doesn't make these many as many slip ups. Like I just get the feeling that he's. I'm starting to believe that this is a work, that he's he's on Vince's dime, and just just so co- happenstance by having out of any part of the show, we're wrapping up after this heartfelt video and Benny drops WWE like come on it's too coincidental
1: you know what I'm going to give you we haven't done this in a couple of weeks so that's going to be the QA conspiracy <laughs> of the week
0: I'm telling you I'm Secret Tony plan, Khan's going to fire him. Jim Ross I think so Tony Khan is going to fire Jim Ross it's going to happen
1: uh, I mean unless he takes a swing at Tony Khan and Excalibur has to choke him out nobody gets fired
0: Tony, Vax Calibre choking anybody out, please. He choked out Jimmy Havoc? I don't believe it.
1: If you've ever seen Jimmy Havoc, you would believe it.
0: Jimmy Havoc uh, choked himself out.
1: Uh, that's possible
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The only person and,
1: physically less impressive than Jimmy Havoc that I saw, and I was at StarCast, so I was like literally four feet away from them, was Orange Cassidy, who is so slight... It, it's almost hard to believe that that, that he that he has energy to do what he does because he's so thin that it, that he looks like he's like been in a North Korean prison for a while. Joey Janela pretty physically unimpressive as well.
0: Joey Janela gained points with his uh, ribbing of the yeah.
1: Uh... Yeah, J- J- no, actually, I'm cool with Joey Janela now. I mean, he doesn't know it or care, but actually, <laughs> like he's taken all of my shots and he's delivered some back yeah a bunch of them are cheap but so what so of mine um and he said a couple things that were funny and they were they're objectively funny i i you know, what, what do you say how, how can you hate someone who's taken all your stuff it's not just a random fan he knows who i am he knows who it is cuz he keeps going to the same joke over and over again uh this specific to me and and it was good he came out with two good lines in a row I, you know
0: respect <laughs> you're going to give him a pound you're going to give him a yeah. dap
1: I'm I'm all in. I got. I'm like Luchasaurus. I got his back now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just like uh, what's this guy? Um, oh my god! Why am I forgetting this clown's name? He's the senator, uh, Cruz. Okay. Trump makes fun, Trump makes fun of every every fact of his life, and then he's like, "I love Trump.
1: It's great." Yeah. Well, there's a lot like that. Uh, well, different show. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I I'm the Ted Cruz of this podcast.
0: Um, let's talk about Andrade for a second. Matt Seidel is Andrade el ídolo. Oh. Um, his next opponent is Matt Seidel.
1: Prediction. His next, next opponent is Mike Seidel.
0: Why are we waiting so long for this, this fight? We're waiting like three weeks now for him to fight a jobber. Come on now. He's not going to win against Matt. He's not. Sorry, he's not going to lose against Matt Seidel. Let's be real. Why no, are we waiting for
1: But uh, Seidel will get way too much offense. Huh?
0: This, should oh be a, this should be
1: a three minute match.
0: It should be, but it's not going to be, right? No, it won't be.
1: The one against Mike Seidel will
0: be. You really think they're going to put Andrade and Mike Seidel up together? Oh,
1: yeah. Andrade's going to do something vicious to Matt at the end, and Mike Seidel's going to run into rescue him, and then, then Andrade's going to, you know, his honor will have been offended again, and he'll have to take on Mike Seidel and then he'll have two he'll be 2 and 0 oh, and he'll be, you know, number 8 in the AEW singles ratings.
0: This I don't know. It just I'm I'm interested to see what they do, but I'm scared because AEW just doesn't book people of color right and I've got a feeling that they're going to fuck this up. Andrade is going to be fighting their world champion in Mexico for the AAA title. He will most likely beat Omega for the AAA title. And to help build this up, and granted, Tony Khan has shown no favoritism or no goodwill to the other companies that um, he's been partnering with, air quotes. Well, at
1: least he's been paying Impact. He's not paying AAA.
0: I mean, that's dead in the water, too. Like, we don't hear them on Impact anymore after the whole moose thing. No. Um, And by the way, another
1: thing is dead in the water. When's the last time you heard anything about the Forbidden Door? Been pretty quiet, hasn't it? It has been. Which, which show told you that? This, this one. one.
0: That's right. This one.
1: Even Hammerlock some skeptical shows, some of them are still talking about it. I'm still hearing. I'm still hoping about to, to, to see uh, Tanahashi or Okada or Jay White in an AW ring. You're not going to.
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know how they're building this up. I'm, I'm, I'm You know, they love throwing these these matches together. I feel like you've got to be on Adderall to watch AEW and enjoy it. Um, I enjoy
1: AEW most of the time for what it is. There's some things I really don't like, but I enjoy complaining about things, so it's fine. It's, <laughs> I mean, let me just give you a couple quick examples in this. So you have this angle in the main, not in the main event, but in the tag match that we were talking about where it seems like Rick Knox is missing, and ignoring everything. And Jericho yells, he must be on the Bucks payroll. And that seems like it's a storyline, but it doesn't factor into the decision at all. And the Bucks, in fact, lose the match. Same match. You have uh, Brandon Cutler using the the aerosol spray, uh, you know, presumably on either Kingston or Penta. I can't remember which one. They duck. And he's spraying, I think it was Nick Jackson in the eyes. But instead of once he realizes it's stopping, he does it for like seven seconds. You know, the the line was he was in shock. No, the the reason was because Kazarian, who's still the elite hunter, which is stupid, wasn't in position yet and goes in and and beats him up. The Good Brothers come in and Jericho yells, they got fired from the other place. No, they didn't get fired from the other place. Don Callis got fired from the other place in storyline and didn't renew his contract or mail. But the Good Brothers were not fired. They are still very much with AAW. So nobody talks about that. Um, Impact. Yep. Right. So, yeah, but the, the, just like a whole bunch of little snafus. Christian, the face, is choking out Mount Hardy with his sports cut, with his blazers, his suit jacket, whatever it was. I mean, that is not what a face does, but he's the
0: face. You got to I mean, turn on Jungle Jack. Mm hmm. You
1: have, they overbook next week's card. So they made up this thing to delay the coffin match. And people are saying, no, it's because the tower fell down in Miami. What the hell are you what? talking about? Yeah. I mean, what, what is, it? no, it's, be it's because they, they want to keep having big cards and big shows every single week. And they put too much on next week's card. So they want to, they, they bump that. Or maybe somebody's nursing an injury or whatever and they bump that for a week or two. But but it's not even sure that it's going to happen. But of course it's going to happen because Paige goes, when I lay out my stipulations and you put it on paper that you won't touch me for at least a week or for a week, because seven days is magical, not eight days, not ten days, <laughs> between now and then, uh, it just might happen at, I think he said Fighter Fest. Um,
0: yes, I mean, Fighter Fest.
1: What else was, was goofy that, that happened? Oh, okay. Jack Evans against Jungle Jack Perry. Why do you have to have two Jacks in there? I mean, is was Angelico, Mark Quinn, or Isaiah Castley not available? Was not the blade not available to do Matt Hardy's bidding? So you have to have two Jacks in there. But that's not even the dumb part. The dumb part is we see in the little pane window Matt Hardy before the match starts saying, "I don't care if Jack Evans wins or loses. He's just there, the hurt Jungle Boy." Did he? take cheap shots did he go for the knee was he trying to break fingers was he stepping on toes was he you was he doing low blows no it was just a regular match and he lost in five minutes i mean he he should have been going for he should have been trying to take out his knee the whole story should have been jack perry trying to avoid him doing cheap shots and you know the the whole match um not even once so that didn't even make any sense um i will say this the promo game on aw this week was was mostly top-notch omega's promo was great MJF's promo was great. Um, I even liked Andrade's. I mean, I liked Matt something. I thought that was funny. It's just, it's sadly true. Jack um, Hager's? I, actually, Hager's and, and uh, Santana Trees, that was a perfectly good promo. I mean, there's nothing special about it, but it was good. Um, most of the promos were good, not Matt Hardy. Everything with Matt Hardy was terrible. Now Christian listen. stuff, stupid.
0: Nyla's match was horrible. Like, she she should not be wrestling.
1: Oh, that 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 match was... Well, Vicky shouldn't be wrestling. And neither should Reba. I mean, and she injured herself. She she dislocated her kneecap in that.
0: It's unfortunate. Like, uh, she, she seemed... I mean, not that Reba's known for wrestling, but I could see on her social media she was making a lot of progress and getting in shape. And then to have this happen... And then it's confusing whether Britt... Uh, I saw rumors that Britt was concussed that she you know wasn't responding to the ref's um hand squeezes at the end maybe she did that because she knew the camera was on her i don't know i don't know but this is just a a consistent story and not that nyla factored into Re- uh, rebel getting injured but come on like she's danger out there Well, she might be so
1: i mean but some of her moves were were comically bad like when listen first of all i don't know who's supposed to be the face or the heel in this in this thing i mean if they're trying to turn Britt face because she's so over they're making a huge cardinal sin because she's only over because she's such a good heel you don't turn her face you let her stay heel. she'll continue to be over mm-hmm. i mean but vicky and nyla clearly not a face squad and nyla attacking from behind at the end is a sore loser clearly not a face move but when she attacked from behind, that that was that when she was supposed to do like an axe handle, that was horrendous. Now I will say that 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 flying knee over the drape ropes to Brit was the best one I've seen Nyla do, and I thought the power bomb through a table was looked good. Now if she concussed Brit, I I guess obviously something went wrong if that's when it happened. But that's not necessarily Nyla; that could have been Brit. I don't know. It's and-
0: confused. It's so from what I gather on online, either. The concussion happened when Nyla went off the top rope and hit Britt with a flying knee.
1: Well, no wonder it looks so good.
0: When she was draped over the uh, the top rope, or when she power bombed her. Well, so I, 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 it was at at one of those points. But I was I didn't notice the the knee to the head because I was too busy focused on Rebel who was injured prior to that.
1: Yeah, there, there was a lot to see there.
0: Is the concussion confirmed? I mean, no, but I mean, A.W. doesn't confirm this shit. Remember back when Matt Hardy was concussed and That's it true. was um, his wife, Reby, that had to be like Rabbi, yeah, this, this is fucked up? Yeah,
1: you're right about that. But I mean, well, Adam Cole's a professional, so he wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, there'd be clues. The match would probably have to be postponed. Maybe they're they're still waiting for the protocol to come back. I don't know. They made a big deal about Jungle Boy getting his 50th win. I mean,
0: were they including all of his matches? I don't know. This was the fucking oddest thing because I've never seen something like... The only time I've seen like... And not even a celebration, just they talked it up like was Goldberg's win streak. But again, like, when he started reaching 200, everybody was like, oh, this is amazing. But it's also like None of it happened in front of me. So how do we go from like 100 to like 150 in the span of seven days? Like, is he wrestling every hour? Who knows?
1: Yeah. How many of them were on dark and elevation? Or were they counting, you know, six man and 10 man and 12 man matches? I I don't don't know. know.
0: Maybe maybe they're counting every time he pins Anna Jay.
1: (laughs) Well done. But yeah, I mean, back to the women's match. That, that that whole match was bad. It was on the Vicky shouldn't be wrestling. I mean, and and she didn't need to. Wasn't there a time that she was building a little faction? Yes, it was around Jade at the time, but it was also around Nyla. Yes, it was Evilese and uh, Diamante. Evilese is gone, but Diamante's still there. Why couldn't she be the tag team partner? She at least can wrestle. Um, Jeff,
0: it's all short attention span. It's all, you know, ADHD. No, none of it matters uh, like we're going to talk about it when we talk about Bully Ray and his criticisms of AEW he he questioned Tony Khan on this and Tony Khan gave you the answer and I think that's that explains all of the booking wow, well
1: let's finish up then with AEW and we can get to that um MGF, you know basically promo to Jericho saying you know I've outclassed you and everything in the ring on the on the mic just call it quits. It's time for you to go home, old man. So we've got, you know, two retirement stories, basically. Um, you know, if you make it through my, stipu- my stipulations, which I'll set forth next week and we'll talk about it next week in the ring, another one of those face-to-face talking segments, um, and you won't, but if you do, then you'll get one more match with me. So there, there's that. And, but if you lose, you have to leave me alone forever, which is the second time that MJF and Jericho have been in that storyline. The last time was, of course, MJF, Jericho, and Cody. Um, I liked Omega's promo a lot. I thought I mean it was very similar to Romans in 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 tone like uh, like who who do I have to beat here or there's no one left to face I mean, but it was great because he, because he like named everyone that he beat and he's like, so I'm gonna there's no one left. I'm gonna take some time off. Don't worry. I have lots of other world titles. <laughs> I'll be defending titles all over the world, so I'll see you guys and then like when the, when the he's done with the dark order, uh, making valid points, by the way, he basically says, "Make a hole, jabronis," and they do. And he just walks out. You know, he does. The, the rest of the elite doesn't come out. It just that uh, the Pillman promo was good until until it got to the end. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit tired of this. I had no family. I had no, you know, I had no parents. But okay, what else is he going to call upon? His teammates were his friends, and Gift Garr- Garrison is like a brother to him, so it's personal. But then he goes with the bully story. Okay, listen. First of all. First of all, Miro came out by himself to face Pillman, Garrison, and Julia Hart. So it's three on one, three wrestlers on one. So how is he the bully? It's not like he came out with the rest of the football team. Anyway, bully stories are lame, period. And then he called him a big Bulgarian bitch, which was lame when Archer said it a month and a half ago, and it's still lame now. Uh, That said, that match was good. Miro continues to be booked well i would say pillman got a tad bit more offense than i would like to see but i am not realistic about how show business works um (laughs) (laughs) hashtag fire taz is in full effect i don't even need to go through it this whole thing is a disaster but for whatever reason the ftw title is up for grabs because it's been defended like four times in
0: a year and a half i thought about you during this segment only because the only way for taz's team to get a win was to fight each other.
1: That worked really well for the uh, inner circle with Hager and Wardlow.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. This is exactly the same thing. Only, only I see Brian Cage beating Ricky Starks, but then vanquishing, uh, relinquishing the title. Uh,
1: that is one way, you know, he could relinquish the title after fighting off all of team Taz. So more hashtag fire Taz. Or he loses, obviously, the rest of the Team Taz turns on him and takes Ricky Starks' side, which sounds more likely, but maybe I'm thinking more WWE booking. I have to consider that, but it's one of those two things. That title is being trashed one way. I I think that it goes to Starks because they have no other title for him, and so they're going to have to pretend that this is a real title.
0: Yep, agreed. Instead of my other
1: idea, which is objectively horrendous, but I don't know what they do with a roster of 140 people and four shows. <laughs> but I was saying that they should have like the dark titles that are defended on darker and elevation. And like, if you defend those titles for 90 days, you get a shot at the corresponding title on the main roster. And those titles are all like all obsidian, you know, they're, they're all black Matt, you know, basically. Um, well, now,
0: I've got to think about that too much.
1: No, That's I, not I, I, I agree. It's, it, it's horrendous. Nobody wants more titles, but what do you do with all these people and all these shows? How do you get people to watch them? Um, Anyway, one last thing on the women's match. When Vicky took the lockjaw, like, she stopped selling it, like, immediately. And then, like, at the very end, end, after she's yelling,
0: excuse me, I see her go, ow, once. (laughs) Yeah, she she taps out and then immediately gets up right after. Like, (laughs) I just was like, what the fuck?
1: She's so bad. And I'm a little bit worried about Conan and Tully.
0: Oh, no, I love it. I love it. I love the promo last week. I'm really interested to see what like, they what business they do. Like, I'm
1: really worried that Conan's colostomy bag, and you know, his, <laughs> is going to fall like you know, through his baggy pants. Either that, or like his kidney is going to actually fall out of his ass or something.
0: He's going to hit Tully with a colostomy bag. That'd be great. Like it'll Take be like one of those. Man.
1: What, what was it? The the two cartoon like the Tom and Jerry spoof on The Simpsons.
0: Oh, um, Itchy and Scratchy.
1: Right, itchy and scratchy. So like you you would routinely end with like uh the cat's skull attached to its spine just in the bones at the end after an explosion. That's gonna yeah. be what happened. Like like Conan's skull and spine are gonna fall out of his body.
0: <laughs> I think you're giving Tully too much credit.
1: Uh I I mean I think Conan might just fall down a step and it'll happen on its own. Um and you know, maybe because he he's distracted by Tully's colorful blazers, his game we'll talk show. About-
0: we're, we'll talk about their matchup more next week i'm really interested to think just to, to hear what you think is going to be the outcome of that ftr and uh santana and ortiz match but we've still got another week because everybody's chomping at the bit to see a trios match yeah. before that
1: yeah i mean the main event was was i mean it had some down spots there was there was a like a botched leapfrog and and the speed racing or the speed wrestling people were saying was slow wrestling. In fact, I didn't really notice it, but three other people mentioned oh, it. To me.
0: It was horrible, Jeff. It was like, if you're going to do spots like that, where like, it's this chain wrestling, you know, catches, catch can type mm-hmm. moves. You've, you've either got to shorten up the, the, the exchanges and make them look really fast or, you know, make them look fast. How about that? Like, you had a part where, like, MJF is, like, slowly waiting. Like, he puts his head down for Sammy to put him in a headlock and then do the hip toss. Like, come on. This looked like bad salsa dancing.
1: Well, MJF is great at everything except actually wrestling and being a full-grown adult male. Now, he can't be a full-grown adult male, but he could be better at wrestling. But, like, he's like he's like Jericho skill level, Jericho at 50, and he's 24 he's serviceable he's an okay wrestler but he's he's not the Sammy Guevara speed like Sammy Guevara jungle boy could do that kind of speed wrestling together um but that said there were some great spots here the counter Liger bomb was great the the uh top turnbuckle dive over the barricade suicide Mm -hmm. dive that I mean luckily it hit but it hit exactly right so I mean Kudos to Sammy and MJ, MJF on that one. That that was a crazy spot. That scared me. Um,
0: Two things. Uh, yeah. Do you think what do you think was a better spot? That jump by Sammy or Ricochet's jump on Morrison on Raw? The spot on Dynamite. Really? I yeah. thought Ricochet's was better. It was just it was just so much
1: closer, and he had the he had the uh, wheelchair to spring off of. It was it was just different. That was I mean you. So many things could have gone wrong on the Sammy spot. The pile driver from the turnbuckle, the, the leaping pile driver, the, the, nobody should kick out of that. I'm sorry. That 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 needed to be a finisher. And if it wasn't going to be it a finisher, right? it, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. I mean, even AEW should know better than that. I know they're false finish city. Uh, and I know that everyone is at this point, but there are certain moves that you, you shouldn't kick out of. Neither of these guys have had a single match in months. Did you know, like, like, one of them hadn't had a singles match since december one of them hadn't had a singles match since january
0: maybe that's why like the this, this chain wrestling series looked so slow because it was just bad it looked like they just were not seasoned were not on the same page in in a few spots i agree with that
1: but I thought the end was really well choreographed. I think when Spears came out and, and like, so Jericho's like, I knew this was going to happen. And then they had like Wardlow basically stalking the whole time, waiting, you know, lying in wait with malice aforethought to ambush him. And then he pulled yeah. him up on the, you know, the mini stage over the platform, the, you know, where the raised stands are um, yelling for the referee to pay attention. And they threw Jericho back down again. And yeah. then Spears hit the chair shot. I mean, I thought all of that was well executed. That was, I thought that was, that was well planned. That was clever. And then MJF getting the win that way. I mean, I was really crossing my fingers. I'm like, oh my God, there's still six minutes left. I'm like, no, come <laughs> on. Don't kick out of this. You can't possibly kick out of this. And he didn't. So that that was fine. Um, so, yeah, but that was good. The, the problem for me, and I'm just going to say, me, I'm not speaking for Hammerlock like Hangover. I'm not speaking for you or anybody else. I'm never going to be that interested in two wrestlers that are 185 pounds. I'm just not. Uh, it's just not my thing. I'm not interested in seeing Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly have a great match either. Like if I have to watch it, I'll appreciate it as a great match, but I don't care. I don't, I don't appreciate the art of dancing. I, to me, it's the stories. And the <laughs> so everyone, I'm a, I'm a proud sizes. So th- th- this, this isn't ever going to really do it. I'll just,
0: dis- I'll disagree with you here. I think they're big enough names and they're bigger than, jungle Jim and the other small guys on AW that I can buy this they're almost the same size um, build these two guys my only problem is you put this match together and you threw it out there on this random dynamite these oh, guys random.
1: this is it, the it, first Wednesday they need to get their audience back
0: true but you know they had a story of like they when they were in the inner circle there was a lot of turmoil like why not build this to a pay-per-view
1: they don't care about the pay-per-views pay-per-views I are secondary i know they don't are what they need and and they need their Wednesday audience back they got it back they 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 actually had a pretty good night um and but they're not selling all the tickets on these July shows so that's why they're 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 trying to load up every show and that's why they're moving some back and they're mixing things around yes they want to get ratings and they want to sell the tickets contemporaneously but uh, come on Jeff. like
0: it's, it. it's all lipstick on a pig like if you put a, a a fancy graphic and call it road rager it's still the same fucking dynamite show like next week i'm supposed to get hyped up about ally and butcher butcher versus statlander and some other f- yokel like no, bear dude. bronson or whatever yeah. I, don't, I don't give a fuck
1: the blade her husband um yeah, no, I mean, yes, people are supposed to, and there are people saying they're interested in watching it. I'm not, I think that's garbage, and that's a match where, of course, the faces win.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, it's Road, tune into Road Rager. Like, no, it's it's a regular dynamite, it's not even like Clash of Champions, it's not even like it, this is lipstick on a pig, in my opinion.
1: Allie is I, like um, Mike Seidel now.
0: I feel unfortunate, didn't she? Got like, uh injured last week when Statlander almost you know smashed her spine in during that uh tombstone like uh finish.
1: Yes, Statlander is pretty sloppy and she always has been and people were like trying to pretend that she was as good as Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and Bianca and all of that and and, and she's not and she's still not. Um you know I, I don't know. She's you know she's top tier indie.
0: I don't know. I, I, I did I did like the episode of dynamite but i just thought that there should have been a bigger build to um this feud between mjf and sammy like granted there was kind of like a hinky finish like it wasn't a clear win but you know again i mean, don't think they know do some the business later
1: i don't think they figured out what the end game is they just know that they need to to string things out and and string things along until the next pay-per-view where in which case Either they'll finish it up at the next pay-per-view or they'll do it at, you know, either of the New York area shows. This is true.
0: You're, you've got a point there, Jeff. I'll give you that one. Thank you. All right. Any other uh, things to discuss on AEW front?
1: Nothing that can't be covered in news.
0: All righty. Um, let's segue into um, AEW adjacent news, right? So Bully Ray, um, Was on is on Busted Open. He's a co host, um, every almost like every other day on Sirius XM. And I enjoy listening to Bully Ray's takes. I think he's pretty spot on when he is critical of any show. You'll, and he's very critical of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW. Um, and so in one of the episodes this week, he was. Very critical of Eddie Kingston last Saturday at the end of the show. This was off the air. Kingston comes out, addresses the audience, and doesn't mention WWE by name, but he is implying that um, he, you know, he's waving the AEW flag. I love AEW. We work hard. The other guys, you're not going to see as much passion and and blood and, and sweat and tears in in and wrestling as much as the other guys. And then Kingston says, um, you're not going to see as much pride in their locker room, something to that effect. And so what Bully Ray says is, hey, you want to wave the, the AEW flag? That's fine. But you've never stepped foot in a WWE ring. You don't know the locker room morale. So who the fuck are you to be mentioning anything? Like you have no place. Who are you to question the heart of the WWE locker room when you've never, you you didn't, you tried out and you didn't even make it. So, I can see where Bully has a point here. What are your thoughts?
1: I agree with what Bully Ray said. I mean, the and I don't really have that much of a problem with what Eddie Kingston said. I think they're both allowed to say what they want, and they're both allowed, and Eddie Kingston's allowed to have his his opinions and say it at the end of a show uh you know and uh, you know to a live crowd he's fired up and wave the flag he works for them so why not i mean AWE broadcasting it on their social media over and over again maybe that's not a great call because these these come but it probably would have leaked anyway i mean it's just the constant swiping at wwe i mean it started from day one and it hasn't stopped it It, it, it's like it's like get over your you're 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 not bragging anymore. You're insecure now. And you always were, but now there's, it's just objectively. So it's just like, shut up already. Stop talking about it. You can fire up a crowd another way, but I don't, but you know, I, so I agree with what bully Ray said in, in this regard. I, I think he's right about that. He doesn't, I mean, and just cause, you know, just because people get bloody a lot in AEW, I mean, you could say that's just for shock value and to get audience and half the time it's by accident. Uh, <laughs> you know, half the time it wasn't planned. So I mean, is that something you're proud of that, that, you know, you're giving each other concussions all the time. But since there's no no cohesive stories and there's 140 people on the roster, if somebody disappears for five months at a time, nobody will notice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was one interesting thing that Bully Ray said over the week. And then this past Wednesday, they had Tony Khan on the show. And usually Dave LaGreca is the host and will pretty much uh question you know he'll send the questions mostly softball questions to Tony Khan. Tony Khan has been on busted open every day that there is an AEW show and all he does is hype up the card. Like very kayfabe, he'll be like this is a great match. This is a great match. You're going to really love this match. Wow, Tony Khan's here today too. I know. It's it's hi guys, it's Tony Khan. Um so bully Ray stops him in the middle of his spiel of like selling you know the 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 card and he says hey in speaking about the young bucks, what are your opinions on the criticisms of the tag team wrestling being sloppy that the bucks don't fully you know they're one of the tag teams but the refs don't really do a good job they're out of place they're out of position um and you don't follow tag team rules. And Tony Khan gets extremely defensive and snaps back at, at bully Ray. And his answer was essentially, I know, I think I know what my fans want and they don't pay attention to those details.
1: Well, what does bully Ray know about tag team wrestling?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. What does he know? So, you know, in listening to this, I thought, wow, like one, it's refreshing to hear somebody give Tony Khan a tough question. And in the social media groups, I saw everybody, some people defending Tony Khan saying, oh, he ambushed them with this question. If, if you're the leader, the owner of a wrestling group, uh, organization, and you know that this is one of the top criticisms of your federation, shouldn't you be prepared to answer this question?
1: yeah I mean first of all it was it it was levied by Chris Jericho your then champion and FTR uh, who who came in I mean it's been levied by internally as well but I don't really think that his answer is wrong his fans don't care so I mean the pretense of them being more sports-based I mean if anyone's still hanging on to it I mean it's just because they're they, they have no independent thought it's just someone told them we're more sports based so we're more sports based they're not they're, they're, they're I mean if anything they might be less sports sports based I mean it's hard to say uh, I mean if you want sports based wrestling watch Ring of honor I mean that's the closest anyway um but I don't I don't really take offense or umbrage with his answer. He says I know what my fans like they don't care about stuff like that well you know what he's right that's part of the reason why you're not growing your fan base what you what he doesn't understand and what their inner circle doesn't understand no pun intended or at least what my belief is that their fans you can call them lots of things but you cannot call them unfaithful the aw faithful are faithful but how many are the faithful i would say it's not the audience they got last night it's probably closer to the audience that they got Saturday night, which, by the way, Saturday was 649. Last night was 883. So nice rebound, Wednesday night, pretty loaded card. I would say that their faithful is probably somewhere in the middle. 700, 750 is their faithful. If they want to build on their faithful, they need to start caring about other things. They need to tighten up. They need to fine-tune. They will not lose their faithful by becoming more sports-based. They will actually strengthen and buttress their Well, they will be rewarding their faith with actually delivering sports-based so that people aren't lying about it or pretending that it's sports-based and they might get other fans too because we spend a lot of time on AEW every week we don't spend that much time on wwe and frankly because there's not that much to talk about it ain't that interesting we don't really talk about the other promotions because they ain't that interesting or nobody's watching them so nobody's going to listen to us talk about them so Again, I, I say it pretty often. I feel like I need to repeat it. One because we get new listeners, but I, I mean, I think it's where a couple of haters. I mean, we don't talk about WWE a lot because it's dull, because some of it's campy. It, the criticism would seem like a rerun. At least AW, I, they give me new things to gripe about every week. I mean, AW is is a sort of a beautiful car crash at times. But um you, cool. you know, by by criticizing AW, it's not because we're praising WWE. I mean I called SmackDown a rerun and and I criticized the one thing that mattered on the show. Um, we didn't really talk about Raw, though. I liked Raw. There were segments I didn't like, but, you know, for better or for worse, the WWE TV shows, very little of importance happens there. They still build around their monthly and sometimes more than once a month pay-per-views. That's where important stuff usually happens. Um, AW, important things, at least potentially, happen every week. Uh, so anyway, if he dial that back and start paying attention to those things, I think you'd have a better shot of building the audience because there's plenty of disenchanted wrestling fans looking for something better. But this is a part that, that I don't think we're going to agree upon because I don't think those disenchanted fans are ever going to turn on TV and see an Orange Cassidy or an MJF or Sammy Guevara and say, yeah, or a Jungle Boy and say, yeah, these are the top guys. I'm not saying they, yeah. they, they're going to say they don't belong on the car, but I don't think they'd ever look at them and say, these are top guys. Then when they see, Lashley and Roman Reigns, Miro, um, you know, plenty of people. You you know that Jacob Fatu and Alexander Hamel, Hammerstone are out there. You see a guy like Karrion Cross. I mean, I don't know. I just I just don't see it. Um so anyway, that that's my sizeism aspect. But I, again I don't really have a big issue with Tony Khan. I just think that I think while he's reading the room correctly, he's reading the he's he's not using that to his advantage. He could make a better product and still keep his faithful
0: plenty happy. I agree with your assessment. Um I listened to it live, and the only thing that ta- took me back wasn't the fact that he said that. Um I thought it was shocking because I was like, oh, he's this self-aware, that he knows that his fans really don't give a fuck about the countouts, the not paying attention to where in the count they're supposed to be. Aubrey Edwards stealing the shine, that sort of thing. He's very self-aware. He knows what the issues are. He just doesn't give a fuck. Right.
1: He's um, selling Aubrey Edwards dolls.
0: Yeah. so selling of more Brit- of those
1: that he's going to sell of the blade.
0: Brit- though. Of Britt Baker.
1: No, Britt Baker. I mean, I'll buy a Britt Baker action figure just to prove you wrong. Though, my, though I'm wearing my Bobby Lashley shirt, by the way, and I'm wearing my Selena De La Renta um, uh, pants that I didn't order. They were just thrown in for free. So those two orders successfully. What I still haven't gotten is a Miro shirt. So I haven't given up on that yet. Uh, and and What about the ROH shirt? I'm glad you asked. No, I didn't get it because I I did I couldn't find the checkout. But when I you said send them a tweet, I did. I got no response from them, but I got several people sending back to me that happened to me too so it oh, was no so on aw i accept that it may be in route i also accept that it could be user error you know because doing my phone i wasn't ready re, wearing my reading glasses probably i could have missed a step or didn't hit like the you know the, the checkout or here to confirm or whatever because you have to uh-huh. manipulate the screen but i'm ring of honor that i looked all over the place uh i was committed and and a bunch of people said that happened to me too and they also had a problem they put um Pre-sale, they put tickets on for their Honor Club members for their Philadelphia show, which is in a month or two. Um, and the site went down immediately, and they immediately posted we're having issues with it. And like two days later, they posted we're still having issues. So their IT department is, is you know, run by me, basically.
0: How wild is that, that com is running at a more efficient um manner than roh much more it was every
1: bit as efficient as wwe i mean it was yeah it was step it was step by step so kudos very good whoever and
0: and you tweeted a picture of your your pajama pants and she tweeted you back yeah she said they look cool man yeah she said uh she called you a hunky no
1: yes of course well that was in the (laughs) dm that you weren't supposed to tell anyone um for the audience steve and i both ordered the la park onesie jammies which i'm proud to say is cool as hell and it comes with a lucha mask that you can put under the onesie so it's it's the full thing and steve hasn't gotten his yet so he'll probably get screwed but if he does we may do a live stream at some point wearing our our onesies
0: now we're going to do a live stream with our onesies you won't you won't know who's who Nope, we're just gonna be very still and talk, and right. no yeah. one will know.
1: But right. we're gonna be like two LA parks, but with like the spirit of Drax. <laughs>
0: that's that's right, very much so. We should make um, a Patreon. Do we have a
1: Patreon? No, we don't. Can we do super chats just for one for a one time event?
0: I, I I don't know how to do that. Should, should we
1: give that? Can we give that away for free?
0: That seems like a mistake. Let's call Brian Becerra. He'll we- he'll give, he'll give us ten dollars we are big stars big stars big big stars we are or uh who's the other guy that gives Solomonster monster like 10 bucks every week
1: forget about him we need the guy who gives him like hundreds of dollars every week
0: <laughs> we need the guy that shows up on the youtube <laughs>
1: i think it's al capone <laughs> it's
0: the ghost of al capone no there's um, Beast Boy,
1: brock joseph is oh, evil ghost jeff lippman
0: oh wait what um Let's move Jafar. On. Who Jafar? Dry, the bad
1: dry chicken without flavor.
0: Jafar, the bad guy from Aladdin. Yes, uh, no He's relation. To monster I.
1: money. I don't think they're related. Um, oh. I think it's Shafar. Um oh. Shafir. Yeah. Marina Shafir. Are you telling me that we can't get Luis? Which one?
0: There's only one Luis. <laughs> I don't know. Um. What else do we want to talk about? You have well, an NWA story. Let's talk about that for, for, for okay. a minute and then let's go into news.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we should also do great American bash predictions, shouldn't we? Uh,
0: is that is that happening? Yeah,
1: but I but don't worry, I'll I'll van plenty for you. I will tell my NWA story and then if we still need time, I can do like a quick NXT and raw recap. Um so here's my NWA story. I'm in a group. You know, we, we used to hang out and we would in person watch the NWA Thunder together. But obviously, because of COVID, people aren't doing that, even though there's vaccinations mass. So we're not doing that. So it's like a Zoom thing. It's not Zoom, but it's a similar technology. It's the same guy. He hosts it. We can watch it. Um, You can mute your mic. I never do. People don't generally talk during it every now and then. There's a little conversation. There's a you can do a chat. Also, I don't I don't. It, truth is, I don't know how to do the full screen and have a chat at the same time, so I don't even bother. But I left my mic on. I, I normally do. Um, NWA Power is generally horrendous, and it's getting more, it's getting worse like every week. Like I skipped last week, and uh, I'm just like, I need a break. And so I watched it this week, and it was terrible, and I felt myself like slipping away. So probably by minute twenty or twenty-five. So first there was some match that got canceled for I can't even remember the reasons. And then now comes Austin Idol and Tyrus, who are challenging Pope for for his belt. And Pope actually comes out and accepts, and then they walk away. So, I mean, it's like two non-matches in a row. That's like 15-minute segment. And then I hear like Melina cutting a promo and the, the dulcet tones of Velvet Sky on commentary, and I fall asleep. I don't wake up again until the sound goes off cuz no sound is what woke me up it's a stream when it's done it's done there's there's no other programming and i always thank the host so i put in the in the in the chat cuz this i close the full screen or minimize it and i go you know, i just uh, i fell asleep i just wanted to thank you again thank you for your continued generosity everybody else goes we know you fell asleep we're very much aware and like it's like coming in like like 6 or 7 of i'm like i'm like was i snoring they're like you very much were snoring i mean, it was like it was total fred flintstone city so so i'm i'm falling asleep with like whatever 6 25 to 7. <laughs> Wait, i'm like a toddler right that's my nap time every day uh, oh my so, god, I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> i have to i have to be called nwa is terrible uh, but that's my nwa
0: story oh my god jeff jeff sleepy lip
1: uh, I, I, I sure as shit was. Listen, anytime between five thirty and seven, there's a there's at least a seventy percent chance that I'm either napping or preparing to nap. Um, oh
0: my god, you're yeah, hilarious! I am.
1: So NXT, the slapjack or slapstick or mosh together team of Io, um, Shirai and Zoe Starks, are the number one contenders. So they'll be going for the the titles against the Wayettes, the Way. Uh, Great American Bash. Uh, you saw Cross get ambushed by Gargano, but Cross, even though his head was knocked into a, a car door or slammed in the car door twice, he still uh, choked out Gargano, uh, beat the hell out of Austin Theory. And then it was funny because Gargano was out crossing Scarlet Drive away. And, and Joe was like dragging Gargano like it's a kid. He found him like drunk in the parking lot. And he's like picking out by like a scruff of his collar. Come on, boy, let's go. Let's go home. Um, they're doing the breakout tournament again and they went through some of the past uh contestants in the breakout tournament and they listed like six or seven pretty impressive names including isaiah swerve scott who won the north american championship tonight so again my dream of Bronson reed thumper in the roman empire lives on yes, and that's and, and not the, happening and the potential disappointment for big daddy cool as you just heard lives uh, on no um all right the battery thing continued. It's up to 71% last I saw. Diamond Mine came in. Roderick Strong beat some guy named Asher Hal. He submitted. Nobody cares. There's no way. This this is like, this is like a, a, a fart in church. The, the, nobody's interested in this. <laughs> Cameron Grimes uh, faced the guy he punched last week in the parking lot uh, and gave him money anyway. Turns out his name is Ari Sterling, or at least that's his wrestling name. And it was an easy win by Grimes. He was interrupted by LA Knight. And basically, Grimes and Knight. It ended after a little tête-à-tête. But Grimes and Knight are going to have a match for the million-dollar championship next week at the Great American Bash. But if Grimes loses, he's not going to the moon. He's going to be L.A. Knight's butler. So that—that I mean,
0: <laughs> that was
1: that was the 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 in the plot of Seinfeld. That was the idea of their pilot. It's a show about nothing, but if somebody loses a bet. You become his Butler. I love this. I loved it when it was Chuck, when it was Charles. For Miro, Butler story works for me. I mean, there's 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 no way they're taking that belt off of him. Sorry, Cameron. You're gonna have to stay in the in the servants' quarters drinking your moonshine because the moon is not for you, Cameron Grimes.
0: Oh my God, we are just laid, laid, uh, laden with a bunch of uh, guest appearances today.
1: We sure are. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Cole came to the ring. Nobody cares. Um, there was a, the mixed tag team match between Mercedes Martinez and Jake Alice and TN Shah, Lee, and Boa. The only thing you need to know is that Zia, Zia connected with a roundhouse kick to Mercedes' face uh, a bit too snug. Knocked and her out. Knocked there.
0: her the fuck out. In watching this, why didn't Mercedes put her hand up? Like She was knocked this- out. So I'm saying before she got knocked out, like she can, she, why not? If someone fake punches you, you put your hands up. Like,
1: listen, I don't know if the kick went too far. I don't know if Mercedes didn't turn her
0: head quickly enough. No, Mercedes, Mercedes didn't block it is the problem. Like she didn't put her hand up to, to, to take the blow.
1: Well, that's true. I, I'm just not sure if she was intending to, I thought maybe she was going to make it in the miss. Anyway, the ref stopped the match. She knew right away something was wrong. Good job on, on the refs part. But this Good whole,
0: job NXT. That's the way you're supposed to do things.
1: Yeah. Well, and and uh, and we're every every indication we have is that Mercedes she went to the hospital at night just just for precautionary measures and, and she's fine and they're all they're already talking about a rematch, which by the way, is completely unnecessary. This should have ended it. Uh, Zaya, who of course everybody knows I'm in the tank for, uh, murdered. Mercedes, and that's the way it should stand. Nobody cares about Jake Atlas whatsoever. And there was a moment; there were times when him and Bo were in the ring together. I, I didn't know which one was which.
0: I feel like you've really soured on Jake Atlas. Like he was your he was your guy heading into the last uh, takeover, and the fact that he didn't show up in that latter match, you're now you're now releasing him from your life.
1: I think you're right, and you know what? I I got confirmation that I was actually the storyline, and he shot it down. He has creative control, and he said, "No, I I shouldn't be the million dollar champion."
0: Bullshit! Is this real? No, I just made that up. Of course, I made it. <laughs> Motherfucker! How could you even believe me? I mean, <laughs> I thought I missed that somewhere. Holy no, that shit. that would be you impossible. No, yeah. Good job.
1: I, I mean, I, I wasn't trying to get you. I thought it was so absurd that you would realize, but. Uh, Sarai wants a match with Tony Storm, so two people we haven't seen in a while. So okay, swell. Um, yeah, we already talked about the title change, so that that was that was NXT. So I think that's enough about NXT. Okay, RAW. There's a story, you know, that that Sasha is an anti-vaxxer, and I don't think it's Hank Quin she hasn't been on the show for several months. And people say, well, what about WrestleMania? Well, she was on a different night than Roman. Remember, Vince told Roman. It's going to be a safe work environment so she was on she headlined night uh one one headline night two so their paths never needed to cross I don't remember when ko's match was
0: on wrestling second night
1: but okay so I guess he just kept his distance or whatever it was or maybe he was vaccinated maybe he you know just felt as long as he was vaccinated it's fine but Orton all of a sudden wasn't on raw tonight And I can't believe that it's coincidence that he comes out as an anti-vaxxer out of nowhere because he hasn't been saying anything. And why would he say it now? I mean, who cares? He could have just shut up. And then all of a sudden he's not on Raw and they come up with this. Obviously, you know, last minute silly battle royal that only lasted 12 or 15 minutes. So clearly they didn't have time to choreograph it. Uh, Thankfully, they, they follow through on some of the stories. And listen, I like any battle royal, so I was happy about this. And then they had the whole thing where Riddle is the proxy for Orton. It worked out fine. It was perfectly entertaining, probably even better. Um, and actually, we've seen this before where WWE has put, some, put together some of their better shows when it's not when they were playing at all, like when the guys got stuck in Saudi Arabia and they had to bring up the NXT and, and the Skeleton roster, that those were some of the better shows of the last couple of years. So I'm not entirely surprised by that. Anyway, Riddle... Uh, didn't end. He won the Battle Royal, but he didn't win the triple threat. Of course, it's Drew McIntyre. So Drew McIntyre is in the money <laughs> bank, uh, which is sort of a disappointment. Um, but we did have some mini-stories. We had almost still uh, continuing with the Viking Raiders. We had Ali saving Mansour telling him not to trust anyone. Man, Mansour turns his back on him. Ali then throws him mm-hmm. out. I said, I told you not to trust anyone. Um,
0: DTA, motherfucker.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, Alex is still giving the spookies to Naya and Reginald. Um, butterfly Girl with a spread, still Spat. still lame. Her she is now not a superhero. She is almost a superhero. So she's Nikki Ash, which nobody is calling
0: her Nikki Ash. This gimmick is burning to Ash. Uh, two two things on this, uh, Jeff. I'll ask you this. Um, 1. Do you think that they changed her name from Nikki Cross to Nikki Ash because Carrie and Cross is coming up? And they can't have you know, you know Vince doesn't like people having the same name, just like you alluded to earlier with Jungle Jack and Jack Evans. Yeah.
1: I I think that that is entirely possible.
0: Number 2. Do you think I think hear me out, this is my fantasy booking. Mm-hmm. You know how Alexa can possess yes. uh other wrestlers. She's yes. possessed Naya. She's possessed Reggie. She's possessed other people. What if she has possessed Nikki into thinking that she's a superhero? And now she's a new character in this, the Fun House. Is she possessed mm, by Lily? Her? Or she, as Who? Nikki? Nikki. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I'm not as devious to think about that. All I know I mean, is that Alexa of those is, Alexa is that. the one.
1: I'm open to it, but I want it to be Nikki. I, I'm sorry, Lily or Abby. You, you want know, gender is fluid. It can be any of the puppets.
0: You want one of the puppets to be possessing. I'm, I'm getting a
1: strong rambling rabbit vibe off of of the uh, Sprit the butterfly.
0: Sprit. Wow. I think that that's what's happening here. I think Alexa's possessing Nikki.
1: So she'd become a supervillain then.
0: No, she's just a superhero.
1: So she would know she has to be a super, and she banes Shayna Baszler. <laughs> I could, I, I could, I could go with that anyway, through hypnotism and other shenanigans somehow. Nikki Ash gets another crucifix roll-up win over Shayna Java Baszler. So yeah, this this continues to be very, very exciting. It's Go, very it's very impact. Um, going back to the Orton
0: thing though, I don't think I think the anti-vax thing has nothing to do with why Orton was not on the show. I honestly think, and I will speculate here, because we don't have any proof. I think Orton Tested positive and he's out for two weeks and that's it.
1: I like either of the. I like either of the Q-a-cons. Um I'm gonna go with mine because I don't want him to have COVID, uh, even if it's a, a mild case or asymptomatic. Um, but just because you test positive doesn't mean you automatically come back in two weeks. I mean, you could get sick. Um, so anyway. I mean, listen. He's young and athletic, and we presume he's health healthy. But he's also had about twenty surgeries in twenty years.
0: So, yeah. I mean, so, but I think that's why you didn't even see him at all. You don't see him in a backstage segment. They just kind of wrote him off. And kudos to the creative team. The way that they wrote him off with Riddle handwriting that uh, that letter.
1: That was great. Riddle, Riddle, Riddle's letter was great. I couldn't do it justice, so I didn't even try. Um, but it was basically like "Dear Bros" or something. They had the word "audacious" <laughs> in it, and he signed it like instead of the viper he like drew a cartoon snake
0: (laughs) he drew a snake it was great
1: it was it was was so epstein's mom from welcome
0: oh my god totally totally
1: it was like that and spicoli combined it was it was
0: brilliant that's what makes him so great is the spicoli vibe
1: speaking of brilliant Everybody knows I haven't been a Kofi fan throughout life. I, I mean, I respect Kofi for his accomplishments. I, I was not a Kofi mania guy, but I, I knew that it meant a lot to a lot of people. And so, again, I, you know, I, I didn't
0: nobody think, could, nobody would catch you thunderclapping.
1: Nobody would catch me thunderclapping. Um, I was tired at 9.59 or 11, you know, 10 59, when, whatever he was on. That that's when he did the uh, Paris, uh, Paradise and Sunrise or Sunrise and Paradise, so, Trouble
0: in what? Paradise,
1: Trouble in Paradise, right? I'm convincing the the, the 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 adam cole adam cole
0: panama, panama panama sunrise
1: right um you know and then so you knew he was gonna win right then you know always at the 59 minute but this stuff with mvp is great mvp is killing it um so you know this whole thing and, and kofi's killing it too this, this whole thing is great um you know he's getting a title match and money in the bank for some reason xavier woods is getting a rematch against lashley this coming monday Stupid as hell. I mean, I just hope that it's brutality that that actually absolutely kills him, and that Kofi can't do anything about it. And yep. that's the story. I mean, the basis is uh, Xavier is uh, being a sacrificial goat, which is sort of shitty because all week long, all we're hearing is people disrespect Xavier, people are dropping the ball on Xavier. Xavier has never quite gotten the star treatment that that E and Kofi have. Well, because he's not. I mean, I, Xavier's great. He, I, I often call him the most intelligent man in wrestling, and I think agreed. He Brilliant marketer, doing everything right. He, you know,
0: you you know what it is is he knows where his his bread is buttered. He knows where he is in the lane, and he stays there. Like he's he's happy doing what he's doing, which is his video game thing first. And if they give him some screen time and a push, yeah, boss, I'm it's here he, for it.
1: It's more than that, though, because he's he's hosted G four. He's like totally into that world. He will always be a video game wrestling crossover star forever in that world he can he can do comic cons wrestling and video games conventions so instead of doing one convention circuit and being a star he can do three convention circuits and be a star and then he'll write a book he'll probably do an album I mean I I don't know if he you know what his talents are but I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't like Childish Gambino you know Donald Glover Jr yes he's like one of those guys that can do everything Um, he's just a complete Renaissance guy uh, so you know, I, I think that whatever you do, does is gonna be successful, but I'm, I'm digressing because this whole thing is great. Cause Kofi's like saying, you know, last year's getting soft, hanging out with the ladies. And, you know, and then there was like a mini controversy that, you know, he's calling the, the women hoes and why do women in, in dresses need to, I mean, they're supposed to look sort of like clubby girls. If you don't want to call them hoes, fine, whatever, but they're not supposed to look like, you know, they're, you know, you know, the, like they're just there to, you know, drink seltzer water and be the designated driver. I mean, they're in party dress. <laughs> you know, that that's the thing. I mean, it, but it's show business. I mean, what's the big deal. They're playing a part. Um, yes. Anyway, I, I like this whole thing. I like how last took a day off and Kofi saying I worked and MVP saying you going around the world that's working. That's not working. Um, I don't know the whole thing. The whole thing was good. Uh, I didn't love the fact where he kicked. You know, he didn't respect his elder at the end, and he kicked a poor MVP who's who's truly injured. Um,
0: I think it's building up to a match between MVP and Kofi, but of course,
1: because he can't, because he's not going to be Lashley, so he's going to have to get his comeuppance on
0: MVP. Which, yep.
1: which which is fine. That, that, that's all right. Um, if it means like...
0: more, if it means more business between MVP and Kofi, I mean, I'm all for it. Like I like the 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 angling based on reality. I love it.
1: I also like the double the 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 prospect, which won't happen because WWE is not original. But that Xavier turns on Kofi and Xavier's the one that joins the, the art business. Never happened, oh, but that, but that'd be great. That. that would that would that would be like an all time turn story. That would be like uh, the, the barbershop window or the mega powers explode. We saw. Yes. A, we saw Eva try the same thing with Dewdrop, but I mean, this was pretty terrible. Dewdrop needs to learn learn a lesson. But Dewdrop won. I mean, that that flying crossbody that was pretty good. She pinned Oscar clean. So we both know somebody who's head exploded when that happened. But
0: still, <laughs> sure. you know. who you know, hey, who was right last week? I said, watch, they're gonna put these two together with no explanation. Mm-hmm. Who was right? Yeah, you were right. That absolutely.
1: Um, we have a. The WWE has a UK tour confirmed. I don't know how they're confirming that when UK is pretty much on these rolling lockdowns with all these variants. Maybe they should call the tour no variants allowed. I don't know.
0: Oh, and then they have Loki on there? Yeah. Um, Before you move on with the um the do-drop thing, I had a question about Asuka taking an L to Piper Niven clean. Um, I saw in some places that they were... Referring to Asuka being buried. Do you think that Asuka is being buried? She's just recently taken an L to Rhea. She's taken now an L clean to dew drop. Is Asuka buried?
1: No, people don't know that people have to take turns in wrestling. There's very few Hulk Hogans that are always on top. And by the way, when there's someone that's always on top, they say that that they're that they're the shovel, they're the burying. You know, then they become the villain. Everyone can't be doing everything. Like, Bailey isn't going to win anything this year. It is her year to be the tough loss. It's Asuka's year to be a tough loss. You know, they both had titles for the last two years. Asuka's had every title there is to have and has had a belt more often than not over the last five years since she's been in NXT. Uh, you know, they're trying to build somebody. You build someone by having them beat people who are perceived to be as good or better than them. That's how you build people. So you can't say they're not trying to build new people. You may not like Eva Marie, but what does that do with Piper Niven? I thought everybody loved Piper Niven. Um, Just because her name is Dewdrop and she's with Eva Marie. I mean, so, no. Is she being buried? No. It's just not her turn right now to be the star in the story. She's in the supporting cast right now. And it will be her turn again uh, another time. Just like right now, it's Morrison's turn to be the star out of Miz and Morrison. Right now, Ricochet's getting a turn. You know, it, it, it's just the way of the world. Uh, you know, why are people so annoyed that Drew McIntyre keeps being there? Because nobody else is getting a turn. It's always Drew, Drew, Drew. Every time we turn around, it's like a revolving door, and every and all four quadrants are filled by Drew. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, agreed. Best wrestling fans are fickle. <laughs> um. Few other things on on this one. There was a great match between Ricochet and Morrison. It ended in a double countout. I don't care in this in the context and the way it ended, that was entirely appropriate. And they're both in Money in the Bank, so it made perfect stick uh, sense. There was some goofy comedy, which was okay. Some people really liked it. It was yuck, yuck. It was like AW level comedy, which is you know for WWE is probably a bit of a step up with their average comedy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the Ricochet match with Morrison um i enjoyed it i also enjoyed that they took a lot of the spots from that match from their original match when they were on lucha underground and ricochet was uh in a mask as prince puma you watch that i'm sure you can find it on youtube it's a it's a good watch
1: so good i mean those were always good matches and and we've been excited about the prospect of it and it delivered and i'm hoping they'll continue to to deliver um, and that the other people in the match will, you know, either add to it or that they'll get plenty of time just being a duo. Now I noticed something not not with this, but with the women's match, and and nobody else has, has pointed out. A couple of people after I said it, they said, "Yeah, I think so too." But did it look like Naomi really wasn't grooving in her entrance? Like she didn't like she usually comes out high energy, a lot of dancing. This it just seemed like she was like really sluggish like she really wasn't wanted to be there
0: a lot of people said that and i think there was i think she even made reference to it on her social media i'm not not exactly sure but i think you know she kind of apologized like oh hey guys i just wasn't feeling myself or something like that sometimes you get the case of the doldrums something something of that nature
1: that's what it felt like yeah um okay i'm glad it wasn't my imagination um charlotte and ripley sort of the same thing as with Britt and, and nyla who's the face it's you know it's like you know like i've said before that ripley is like pretending that she's charlotte so you know sort of they're both sort of heels though I'm, I'm not really digging it but i will say that the the that the match itself wasn't bad the it was charlotte with um, the women's tag team champions all uh you know all veterans all family legacies against Rhea and blonde ambition andy rose dana Brooke. um wasn't really clear who were the faces. There was a brawl. The veterans played half ring, which is good. Uh, a couple of botches. And then after the match is over, Rhea does a chop block on Charlotte. So, again, acting very heely, and, you know, yelling, Charlotte, that's just what you would do. Okay, we get it. We get it. But at some point you have to decide whether you're a heel or you're a face, not just copying
0: someone else. It's so obvious that Charlotte is the face. I mean, listen, she's uh, natural selection. She's... The, the cream of the crop
1: and this may be the only time I will ever say this in the history of my life but I enjoyed elias Riker in their match the strap match where Riker won decisively he should have the 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 stipulation made sense in this case the face won the comedy they did with our truth would have been funny if it was 30 seconds instead of 200 seconds um but you know that was that. I mean, you know, I actually thought that it was the best raw months, but nobody else agreed because raw did one point five seven, which is like the third or fourth non-holiday historic low. Trending NXT- up? <laughs> no, trending down. That's oh. down. NXT did six thirty-six, also trending down. Um, back to you know, basically they're giving away. They've given away thirty thousand a week since the initial Joe spike. Um, so that's not good. Impact reported again last Thursday, one hundred eleven thousand. So they've done one hundred eleven thousand twice within the last six weeks. I think the most in that period of time was one hundred and forty. So, again, what has this AEW relationship done with Impact long term? I, you know, I fully believe that Tony Khan's writing a lot of checks to them, and that's fine. But, I, you know, obviously, it's not gaining them any fans whatsoever, and it seems like it's lost some fans. Um, oh, indeed great American bash, uh,
0: predictions. You have the card up. Uh, let me look at it
1: and should we do any dynamite for next Wednesday predictions since we'll be recording after uh, that? N-
0: no, because again, like I said, it's not a, it's not a pay-per-view. It's not a special thing. It's just a That's glorified funny. marketing stunt is what yeah. it is. That's
1: what, Well, uh, I mean, you know, it is a TV show, so loading up a card to get people to watch the TV show makes sense. I mean, it's not a marketing stunt, it's marketing. I mean, if they, they don't market, that's stupid. It's a stunt. Marco is a stunt. Chaka. Chaka Marco.
0: Ch- <laughs> it's a little stunt. Marco stunt. While,
1: while Steve is looking this up, I want to let you guys know that this week, probably tomorrow, which will probably drop before this Hammerlock Hangover, my latest episode of Garden of the Doom, episode 52, with my special co-host, which it does seem likely will be a recurring co-host from periodically Justin Gabriel from the Nexus, you know, him now is PJ black. Yep, That's my coast. Real guy, the real wrestler. Are we talking about wrestling? Very little. We are talking about African mythology and some of the crazy wacky stuff that both we like. And you will find out that PJ black is two years away from getting his, his PhD. So one doctorate and one almost doctorate on the show. So tune in for that. You want to hear PJ, PJ in in, in real life. But, and, uh, so check out Garden of Doom.
0: Look at you. You're big time in all, all of us. My lady right,
2: has worked.
0: <laughs> I've got I've got this card up. Um Great American Bash. Um you already mentioned this one. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. Uh loser will become Knight's butler if Grimes loses. Yeah. Um Knight, has to win. Knight yeah, I I Knight has to win. They've got to s- s- draw this out. Um, the way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships.
1: This one is a little bit hard for me to decide. Um, I thought that Io was going to the main roster. SmackDown certainly could use some more women wrestlers. That said, it doesn't seem like that's the way things are going. The way, pun intended. Yeah. Gargano is, I don't know, he's been sort of facey sometimes, heel sometimes. Um, while the women have been consistently heely. this Stark's EO sort of mosh together team, WWE loves mosh together teams. Uh, I think that I think that Eo Shirai and Zoe Stark become the new women's tag team champions.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see it. I think the way is going to stay as the champs because I've feel EO is going to be called up soon.
1: I prefer that to be Frank. I just don't see it happening.
0: My name's not Frank. (laughs) Um, This next match is a little tougher to call. MSK versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Ciampa and (laughs) Theatcher. Ciampa and Thatcher have been doing excellent work together for the last several months. These guys are due for something, but... You don't want to pull the titles off of MSK just yet, right?
1: Wrong. MSK has been a flop. Um, the NXT crowd doesn't like them. They boo them. These guys are not getting over his faces. I think they're going to turn them heel, and they're going to they're going to be the childish little jerky kids like the Young Bucks should be. Even though, I mean, the Young Bucks now are acting heely, even though they because they can't accept that if they just act be themselves, they're already heels. Um, these guys, it's sort of the same. They're sort of like the stoner, you know, video game playing annoying kids. And mm-hmm. I think that Ciampa and Thatcher are going to win. Sort of for the same reason as, you know, Stark is sort of like Thatcher. That they're both sort of technical workhorses, not the most attractive wrestlers or attractive styles. But I think that they're good hands that so they want to be rewarded. And Ciampa and Io Shirai are sort of like NXT veterans, rewarded they're always in the mix for something. They're always in a story. You can always count on them for something. They always deliver. So I think I think Ciampa and Thatcher.
0: All right. We're gonna agree to disagree on that one. Sure. Um, and we'll we'll see who who is correct. And then for the I I get I guess this is the main event. Maybe it's the one that maybe it's the opener. Who knows? Who knows where they're gonna put this? It's not for a title, it's a basic singles match. But I know for a fact that this is already going to be on your best match of the year contender. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. No one gives a shit. <laughs> you don't give a shit. <sighs> uh,
1: I mean, it's so stupid because he's totally not this guy, but they seem to want to give Kyle O'Reilly a push. And I think they're, they're trying to make it his turn. Adam Cole can lose and NXT will still, you know, treat him like, you know, Champa or, you will they can always push him back up. So I think Kyle O'Reilly wins this, which is, listen, I don't particularly care for either of these guys, but Cole is the more interesting character. But Kyle O'Reilly.
0: Cole is. I don't see Cole going anywhere from NXT. I feel Cole is going to be in NXT for life. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, that's a different story. I think kyle o'reilly wins here but i want to say that they are building to adam cole versus samoa joe so i think samoa joe costs Cole the match okay
1: is that it is that the whole is that the card four matches
0: yeah which doesn't surprise me i mean usually the nxt i mean nxt is two hours so it's only going to be a small number of matches they might add one more match but i doubt that you know they like to give all these guys like 30 minutes. So, Ugh.
1: dreading this already. Know. Really? The 30 minute matches are too long. I mean, 20 minutes is about as long as I want to see a match for.
0: I mean, 20 minutes with commercials, I think that's what you're going to see.
1: Okay. That's fine. I mean, unless it's like like that triple threat with uh, Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman, that was fabulous.
0: You just want to see more Bronson Reed. That's what it is.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. That, 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 that'd be terrific. I'm, I'm all about Hit Row. That was all. That was terrific
0: hit row is great i love yeah. it do you think let's close out on, on this um i see there's a lot of uh, we'll banter have to close on, on news
1: don't forget news
0: oh that's right um before we get to news i guess there see there's a lot of banter about nxt having too many factions do you think there's too many factions on nxt no
1: i don't think they have too many factions i'm not even sure what they're talking about with too many factions it is hit row i guess there's diamond mine but they're they're a fizzle already Two. Is the way, but half of them are women, so I mean it's not like they're really. I mean, do you call, count call three people a faction? I don't. I don't consider Tian Shah to be a faction. I don't consider the Robert Stone brand to be a faction. There is no undisputed era. The 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 brand is gone because McAfee's gone and Birch is injured.
0: hmm
1: Who are the other factions? Who, who am I missing?
0: Um I don't know. I mean, you meant if you even count. Robert Robert Stone and um, um, and the way so the tag
1: team is not a faction
0: and Shah you got to five
1: yeah but I, I don't count two of those I mean the way arguably a faction Diamond Mine an unfortunate faction or one maybe they need to build upon to get better
0: and who's the other that was it it was you said team, uh, you said Hit Row
1: Hit Row so there's three there's three Dan, factions. that's Diamond
0: many. Mine um, Sha oh, Imperium. Uh, but isn't there aren't uh, aren't they more like NXT UK?
1: I don't know. I mean, if Walter's here, so am I. If let's just throw them in there to to four factions. Yeah, that, that's not too many, and they're not giant factions. No, I I like factions. It's just it's just AEW has way too many factions, and and the fact a lot of the factions are completely unimportant. I mean, it's just to get people on TV. That's all.
0: Yep. Agreed. I disagree. I don't, right. I don't
1: think there's too many factions on NXT.
0: Jeff, let's move on to news.
1: Okay. Some minor stuff. We covered a lot of news as we normally do in during the context of the show, but uh, B Priestley signed with NXT UK. It's rumored that their former tag team partner, someone who also appeared with AEW a couple times, Jamie Hayter, is also uh, going to be signed by NXT UK as well. Really, shouldn't be any surprise there. Um while, did
0: she, they changed her name. She's not B Priestley. She's something else. Oh,
1: well, I'm sure they're gonna change her name, but I have no idea.
0: Take, let me see if you can keep going. I'll 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 look it up.
1: Now, we already mentioned that Ari Devary was released, but Sean Devary is back in WWE as a producer. Also on MLW, they announced that he's returning to MLW in July with Contra Unit. Now, I'm sure what happened is that they taped those segments for mlw weeks and weeks ago before davari signed and they didn't even bother to edit it out um because they just don't care um but that's that is who knows Uh, you know you have said before that you think mlw and and wwe are working together you said that again when we talked about ej unduka judge uh, joining MLW. So if Davari is still in Contra Unit, I would say that there's something to what you're saying, or at least there's at least some sort of cooperation anyway. Um, Trent Barretta, uh, underwent spinal fusion surgery. So whenever those trio titles do come, obviously Best Friends are no longer a face favorite to be in there, which puts Jurassic Express uh, back towards the top of that, maybe some combination of the pinnacle, uh, death triangle, and... Um, etc but we need not speculate on that for the matter but anyway spinal fusion surgery uh it was originally reported as stenosis it's i don't think that's the case but still very serious talked about the WWE uk tour impact signed the deal they made a big deal about how they were going on pluto tv which is a free app and then everybody could get it but it's in europe (laughs) it's not in the u.s so okay i mean i guess come on
0: jeff let's let's buy them tickets to go to europe just
1: that's for this right. app. I mean, or to Pluto. Um, I, I guess that would be great. I always want to go to post, post-Neptunian space. Um, so I guess that's good for them, for people in Europe who have the Pluto app who want to watch Impact, the, the 47 of them. Um, <laughs> SummerSlam has so far <laughs> sold 30,000 tickets, which is pretty darn good. And the last little piece of news is that the Iconics or former Iconics – are having visa issues. Their work visas expire, they're no longer employed, so they can't earn income. They So if you thought that they were going to be working for a, a smaller promotion anytime soon, you're wrong. They can't earn income. They're not earning any income after their podcast. They're just doing it for to keep their name out there and to, to not be forgotten. Um, I suppose AEW could try to sponsor them. You can switch sponsors within a uh, like a rollover period of time, but it's pretty short, and I'm not sure that it hasn't expired yet. I'm not really sure that AEW wants either of them, but certainly not necessarily both of them. Um, in any event, that's their situation right now. So uh, not looking too good for the Iconics, and apparently, according to uh, Steve over there, Sean Spears is not American. He's Canadian, so uh, Peyton can't even use that or i think I real name is cassie something um you know you can't, right. even, can't even do a, a spousal sponsorship adjustment of status so
0: that's right but jeff is available so you know jeff will definitely sponsor you oh you uh no Miss way cassie no
1: way i got lascaria
0: oh she'll. i'm, all, I'm
1: all on lockdown here it's all good
0: you're on you're on lockdown
1: i'm on lockdown everything here is locked and loaded
0: yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I was we were talking before we, we started recording about this uh, visa situation. And the question that I had was, if you are on a 90-day non-compete, how does that impact your visa situation? Like WWE just released them, so they're not working, but they're also tied to this non-compete. So does the visa extend through the non-compete? I don't know, and neither does Jeff.
1: I don't know either, but I'm pretty sure if that was the case, they'd be able to earn money off of the podcast during this time because they would be on payroll. I have a feeling, I'm not an immigration attorney, but it would make no sense that they can't earn income right now. Their visa would still be okay. They wouldn't have visa issues. They might have a looming problem um, with it, but it wouldn't be during these 90 days. So my supposition, is that the immigration law is more hardline than, than the real life, and the, 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 the I N the United States Customs and Immigra- Immigration Service, doesn't agree with the IRS. The IRS is if you're getting income, you're employed, and you still pay your payroll tax and all that other good stuff. EUCIS, Immigration Service, you're either employed or you're not. They're not employed. Collecting severance doesn't mean you're employed. It just means you're getting severance. In the end. Being paid not to work is the very definition of not employed.
0: Tucker would know all about that.
1: Tucker would. Tucker has not responded to any of my invitations.
0: Yeah, this is, he knows. He knows. He knows that he's not welcome here.
1: He's welcome here by by one of
0: us. He's not welcome here by fifty percent of us. Exactly. And we all know that thirty uh, percent. What is it? Three three halves. Oh. That's 60% of the time. It works every time that three halves of us hate Jacksonville.
1: Right. And one third of us is sleeping
0: during NWA. There you go. All right, guys, that's um, the show for this week. Um, Thank you for listening again. Big shout out to uh, the wrestling soup podcast network. Please listen to all the shows, Wrestling Soup, and all the other wrestling shows on the Wrestling Soup Network, including Jeff Lipman's Garden of Doom. Jeff uh, has plenty of new friends, uh, including PJ Black uh, now. He's going to replace me probably next week. uh, Oh, yeah. He's he's
1: officially my best cyber friend. You are down a slot. Ron's down a slot. Jimmy Time down a slot. You know, it just goes out. Everybody dropped down a slot. It's like Everybody when it. it's, it's like when Andrade came to AW. Everyone goes down the slot.
0: <laughs> exactly. I now I should never go on vacation because then I'm gonna get replaced by PJ Black. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and thank you to the Rational Rage Network for uh, hosting us on their platform. Uh please make sure you're listening and supporting them. Um Jeff, any other plugs? On Popular
1: Review, you can find us both there. We uh, well we we can't promote the show we were on tonight because apparently it's it never happened. There was a men in black incident.
0: That's right. We killed it so bad. We uh, embarrassed the competition that they were like, please take it off. Take it off. Can't have that. Sore losers. Yep. But um, it was a good time. Um People stop posting y-
1: lyrics to songs that you're listening to. Nobody cares. And it's weird.
0: Yeah. Just sing them out loud. Just record yourself singing and uh, make an ass out of yourself and then post that. So that's all. Any other words of advice, um, career advice? Stay evil. There you go. There you have it. We've said it all on this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next week, stay safe. Take it easy, everybody.